Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to Xbox Ultimate episode, I don't know, I think it's 33, uh, and <laughs> these guys have me laughing right now, right? <laughs> I'm about to go live. Uh, I hope everybody is ready to have some fun, because this is going to be a blast. This is going to be different than we usually do. As you can see, we have a, a huge panel today. It is stacked full of awesomeness. Uh, I am super happy uh, for everybody that decided to be here and take part in the shenanigans today because this is a show about Xbox entering the golden age, baby. Yes, and as Xbox is entering the golden age, so are we as I introduce a layout specifically made for this show by my beautiful wife, Caitlin. Golden age era is here with Xbox and Xbox Ultimate right now. Uh, Super excited again. Uh, I'm going to go around and introduce our special guest. Uh, and since the ladies are first, uh, I'm going to start with the one actually named Lady. And this one is not just Lady, but it's Lady AF. So how's it going, Lady? What's up? And thank you for being here. Uh, it's going well. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited you guys asked me to come back. I enjoy doing this show because I can talk games, but also not be super fucking serious all the time. So, yeah, it's an enjoyable time. I'm I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk about the topics that we have at hand, even though I got hit with a last minute fucking super serious (laughs) question (laughs) that now Uh, has me panicking. No, hey, I I forgot that you weren't in the thread at the time because uh, I didn't know if you were going to be there. And then you said you were going to be. So I forgot to like, hey, clue you in on this. But it's not a big deal. We also... uh, we, I'm going to go to uh, another guest because there's another lady that is uh, making her first podcast appearance, but I'm going to skip her right now because her doorbell rang right at the second as we're about to go live. So as we are going down the line, this special guest has been huge in the community in the podcasting game for a few years now. And I had listened to him first when I started being interested in doing podcasting and I was kind of learning who everybody was. And this guy's been super supportive. I got to speak with him a couple times, I think three times on the Shop podcast. Um, and he's making the rounds a lot, and uh, he's been super nice to me. So I want to make a special welcome to the awesome Centurion. What is up, dude? And thank you for being on the show. Man, what is up? I'm almost about to get emotional, man. I've never had anybody introduce me like that before. But uh, I've been excited since I got this invite. I mean, I've been talking about it with everybody. Me and Invader over at the TXR podcast were talking about last night. Uh, I'm excited to be here. I just love joining uh, the more positive uh, podcasts uh, in the community because, you know, I'll put it out there. Sometimes you end up getting on a podcast and next thing you know, you're dodging PlayStation bullets. Uh, We won't even go into that story, but definitely uh, I am excited (laughs) to be here. That's awesome, man. Again, thank you so much. And now we have a, uh, I'll say a young lady here uh, making her uh, podcasting appearance. And I just want to warn you, Mars, you are on mute before you try and say anything. So you might want to make sure you undo that. Uh, But I want to introduce everybody to somebody we've been having a lot of fun gaming with the last uh, couple weeks. Uh, She's introduced us to Among Us, actually, and kind of coached us up on how to play that. So thank you so much. And she's a new Twitch streamer uh, who is going to be doing uh, some streams and is going to she, she's excited about that. She's just got all this equipment today uh, and she's been super fun to hang out with. So everybody say hello to Mars. Hi, thank you for letting me come here. 
Um, this is not like anything I've ever done, and I'm ridiculously nervous, but I have Chick-fil-A, and... <laughs> it arrived Hopefully. just in time. Did you get the chicken oh, yeah. sandwich or nuggets? I mean, what's your go-to? I got a grilled chicken sandwich. Grilled chicken sandwich. And nuggets. And nuggets, okay. Well, oh, yeah. You're a real one. to get some of that. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Are, are they grilled nuggets or fried nuggets? Oh, uh, fried. Okay. Yeah. I don't do the grilled nuggets, but I go. I, I will do the grilled sandwich. So mm-hmm. that, that's that's cool. Uh, sweet tea. Uh, Ours. More importantly, do you have mayonnaise? Oh, no, I don't need mayonnaise. <gasps> you need mayonnaise. Oh no! Oh, see, <laughs> see. I don't eat mayonnaise ever. That was a, that was a trap question. I, I'm with you. <laughs> I, I, I will like if it's like thinly spread where it's like see through. I will do mayo. But the second I get a gob in my mouth of anything white and creamy, it's just not for me. No, no. Here's what up saying Waho for me. (laughs) I will do mayonnaise. And and just a fun fact, Mm. three bit and Mars actually know each other in real life for years. Yeah, for so years. we've been uh, hounding uh, her for Mar- uh, for Mars for three bit information, and she's got juicy <laughs> tidbits every once in a while. Although he lets things slip <laughs> occasionally himself, that is uh, a lot of fun. Uh, we'll get to that later. Um, yeah. So, going around the rest of the panel, we have our usual suspects here. Uh, first in my heart, you know her because I love her, uh, and her name is Caitlin. Hey, baby. Hi. What's Did up? you hear me, see me mocking you? Oh, you were mocking me? No, I didn't see. Because yeah. I knew what you were going to say. Oh. You say the same fucking thing every week. I added a little tidbit <laughs> that time. What? You said, said tidbit now like four times. Did yeah, I? I'm not counting. But am, I, like, <laughs> am I like VJ? The VJ says species like every single podcast, I think. Uh, Does he? Yeah, hey, just listen for it. Next time you hear VJ in a podcast, listen for the word species. I never okay. hear it in any other podcast, but when he's in it, it happens every single time. If you're listening, VJ, uh, shout out to you. You're awesome, man. But uh, listen to the well, word species. species. <laughs> it'll happen. And then we have my man, uh, Pong Soul. What's up, dude? My my brother from another place. <laughs> what's, up, what's up, man? How's it going? You forgot wife number two. Yeah, wife oh, number, I two. number two. Yeah. I should be number two in your heart. Yeah. <laughs> number two in a new number two in my heart um and i don't love you <laughs> no i'm just kidding get much love uh, pong soul what's up dude uh nothing much can you do you feel it do you do you feel the energy shift math there is dude do you this, feel it it's, it's palpable you have for him. like i can touch it uh, okay. that's part of it lady <laughs> no this, what are we feeling what an amazing <laughs> the energy Friday. after an amazing week uh, to be here with all of you guys, obviously, uh, what a great night. We've got first-timer, Pink Panda Mars here, and she has been awesome. Even though I don't play Among Us with you guys, but uh, she has been incredible in chat, uh, and she's awesome. So it's it's great to see her here. And then, obviously, it's, it's, it's fantastic to finally have Psychonauts on camera in a chair, with us instead of being in chat all the time and then bothering us in games with his eating, but he's here. So this is fantastic. Once and for all uh, to have you here, brother. Uh, Welcome to the panel. Great to have you. And then of course, Centurion and every week I get to uh, get the pleasure 
of being on a show with you on the shop podcast. And uh, I think it's great that Mav invited you. Uh, I really didn't have any idea that he was going to do it. Um, so it's fantastic to see you here, sir. I always love doing shows with you. Um, and then obviously, lady, what can I say? It's, it, you know, <laughs> you just, you things, just you're, you're just scary. You're just scary. So, you know what? Thank you for coming back Did you and say putting up scary? with us. You're the cherry. The lady and you're scary. So, <laughs> hey, so uh, rewind also, the tape. Make sure <laughs> the the gentleman up top on the top row here, uh, the multi talented, multifaceted animator, creator, uh, designer, actor extraordinaire. I can li- possibly list all the things that this guy has done, but I keep learning about more every single day, and he still amazes me. Please say welcome to 3Bit. What's up, dude? Hello, everyone. It's good to see Mars here for the, her first podcast. We got Lady, who, who's finally returned back to Ultimate. And uh, I'm, this is going to be a good show. Caitlin, you did you did these designs, right? These look amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Amazing, okay, amazing. Um, good to see my brother Pong back. Uh, Psycho, congrats. You are now part of the Ultimate Family and Centurion. We did a couple shows together. It's good to see you again. It's going to be a fun show. It's going to be more conversational, so I'm actually excited for that and just us bantering about, you know, games and and our passion for it and all that good stuff. So it's going to be a fun show, so let's let's go. Heck yeah, man. And last but not least, and I saved him for last especially because... Uh, this dude has been like just ultra crazy supportive of everything that we have done here uh, on Fun Speculation YouTube channel. Hanging out for all the chats, playing Halo with us all the time, just being an awesome individual. Uh, when I decided to start another podcast and Fun Pop, like he was just 100% right. He's been doing such a, a freaking badass job at that. And he just brings so much to the channel. I could not keep him from being a part of Xbox Ultimate anymore. I, I had to have him on here. I, I sent him uh, a question. Hey, dude, would you please hang out with us every Friday night on Xbox Ultimate because you just bring so much? And he said yes. Not only did he say yes, he went out and got himself a camera. He, like, uh, got himself, like, all this stuff and, like, took himself to the next level. And uh, you see, like, uh, he, you should have seen his backdrop yesterday. I was helping him, like, with this stuff. He, like, I don't know where that wood paneling came from, man, but it looks great. Uh, they got a, like a fancy chair now instead of what you're sitting in yesterday, dude. You just like upgraded oh, everything yeah. and love, dude. I'm so excited that you decided to do this, man. Uh, I I'm excited for all the time that we're gonna have together in in the weeks and months and years years ahead, dude. So thank you so much. Well, thank you for inviting me onto the show and be being a part of the a panel member. I, I'm excited and. No, I can't wait. Today is going to be exciting and definitely, uh, yeah, I, I can't even. I'm He's so excited he can't talk. Yeah. He's so hey, at some point you will have to talk, but it's okay for now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're allowed to be speechless. Sorry for now. No, you're, man, that's awesome. I'm so happy you're here. Now, guys, uh, like I said, this this week is going to be a little different, but uh, I, we do start the show a certain way every week. And, and what is that, babe? The fun speculation of the week. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, sorry. No, you're fine. But you said, but you were going to say that this week uh, is a little different. 
this week is a little different, guys. Yes, because, hey, there's like one topic today. And it's not necessarily 100% what you guys think. This past week, everybody's been talking, hey, is are Bethesda game? Not even the past week, like the past like six months. I, I don't know. When did they announce the Bethesda thing? Ever since that day. Everybody's been talking about are the Bethesda okay. games going to be exclu- exclusive to Xbox, exclusive to Xbox, exclusive to Xbox. Honestly, guys, on Xbox, if you are already in the ecosystem, that is the most inconsequential thing for us because we get those games regardless in Game Pass. So we already had one, and they already and clarified again what we all had been saying that of course they are going to be uh, exclusive. So that conversation is done. And I'm glad that it's over with because we get to move on. We get to have fun with this. In that roundup yesterday, if you guys caught the Bethesda roundup that they had, they were just going on and on about how excited they are to work together, uh, the possibilities of what's to come, different things they can do with technology, different things they can do as a team. And it just like has my mind swirling with this golden age. Now, me and Pong, have been preaching this for a while. That yeah, we we've been seeing this coming. This next generation, not just on Xbox, but generation for gaming, is going to be something like we've never seen before. And Xbox is leading and ushering the way, I believe, especially with stuff like like this with Bethesda. Um, now, I think the golden age is, is real. I think we're going to be seeing it. I'm getting a little feedback on somebody's three bit. Is that three, three bits? Mute. Every bit. <laughs> is that, do y'all hear the rustle too? Yeah, it's, it sounds like he's like, uh, like uh, he's lucky he's caught cute. in a paper bag or something trying to escape. He got a thirty ninety, and it's overpowering everything. So <laughs> yeah, everybody bear with him. No, the the golden age is is upon us, and it's I I want to like Mike. Sorry, I want to play a clip real quick while while three bit gets himself situated. Um, and this clip was actually something that um, Aaron Greenberg uh, said, right? And it's about um, he just can't believe it's real that you know they're they're like family now, right? So I'm going to play that real quick. But it is fun to see. People just can't believe it's real. Even the official official announce, like seeing fans retweet, I still can't believe this is real. And the excitement of what this means for gamers, what this means for dev teams, like you know, for us, like we're we could not be more excited. We've worked with you guys for years. We've been fans for years, but now like we're family, and that's a really exciting thing. Okay, guys. So you on the panel probably can't hear that. I don't know if you could if you have the YouTube stream coming up right now. But um, basically, Aaron Greenberg is saying, like, wow, he couldn't believe it. You know, the community couldn't believe it. Uh, everybody couldn't believe it. And it's just amazing that they're all being able to work together because of the possibilities in the future as a, as a family being able to work together. Uh, Centurion, what are your thoughts on, like, and you can kick this off because anybody can chime in here. Like, what, what's your thoughts on, on the realization of what's to come? Not not what has just happened, but what's to come? What are the new possibilities? Man, the possibilities are completely endless right now because the amount of flexibility Microsoft provides to its developers uh, can be seen in the, just a diverse amount of content that comes out of the first-party studios from Xbox. You have um, a wide range of titles. We'll use uh, just look at Grounded, for example. 
Um, Grounded is a game that is completely unique to the Xbox ecosystem. Same with Sea of Thieves. Um, And I can only imagine some of the dreams and aspirations that the developers have had over at Bethesda. It was even mentioned by Todd Howard about how Game Pass creates an avenue for these developers to be able to explore new game ideas because they're no longer restricted behind the concept of how am I going to get somebody to pay their $39.99, $59.99, $79.99? How am I going to get them to pay their entry fee when they find out that Game Pass is now a way um, to give them uh, a platform to try new concepts in games. Um, let's use um, Bleeding Edge, for example. Regretfully, it wasn't a knockout of the park for uh, Ninja Theory. It was still a really great game and a passion project for them, and it was all made possible by Game Pass. Yeah, dude. Uh, 100%. Uh, so you spoke about Todd Howard. Uh, or we, We're talking about Todd Howard and Game Pass right now, which if if you heard that roundup thing, uh, Todd Howard made some interesting comments about Game Pass. Oh, oh yeah, dude. Uh, he he's excited about the deliver uh, the chance to deliver new ideas because of Game Pass, changing the way they develop games, and that's something that uh, Psychonauts has reached out to me for uh, on a uh, looking at the future as well um, of what's to come with cloud the cloud and in development as well. But Game Pass is gonna create so many possibilities. Uh and I believe everybody on the panel here is is everybody here a member of Game Pass? Oh yeah. Game uh, Pass yeah. Ultimate. Yes. Yeah. All the passes of the game. Is it better now by the way? Yes. I can hear you now yeah. three bit. Okay. Dude, um you wanna know how, how many people have Game Pass uh remember back in the day when you'd get that code for Game Pass and you could and you could put it in the chat and it would just be gone? Now you're like that dude just walking around with like a game pass. Does anybody need Game Pass? Does anybody need Game Pass? Does anybody not have yeah. Game Pass? You know, you pr- like it, honestly, it's hard to find somebody anymore who does not have a Game Pass subscription. Yeah, you're right, man. Uh I don't personally I only know of a couple. And it's not because they aren't actually think Game Pass is a good value. It's just because they're so hardcore physical guys that they just believe in only physical that they won't dive into Game Pass because of that. But they even acknowledge that, hey, Game Pass is like a great deal. And if I went that route, I'd probably enjoy it. But I'm just going to stick to my physical disc. Like we all know a few people. There's some great people in the community that uh, that have that mentality and stuff. But then and that's okay, man. But like this Game Pass thing is not going to stop. Right. Uh, this Bethesda deal, as Phil Spencer said himself, is about Game Pass and bringing exclusive games to platforms which Game Pass exist. So let that sink in. They spent $7.5 billion to purchase a publisher to provide games to a platform which Game Pass exists. And that's talking about not just one platform, not just the Xbox console. But PCs, mobile devices, set-top boxes on TVs, TVs themselves through applications, uh, the future is going to keep going uh, more and more and more things that are going to have Game Pass, maybe other game consoles in the future, who knows. Um, do you think, Pong, that we'll ever see like Game Pass on other consoles? Yeah, uh, I do. 
Uh, I think Nintendo is uh, first. Um, I think those talks have been ongoing for some time. Um, and I think that Microsoft right now, again, like you said, Mav, we're coming in the golden age of gaming. And Microsoft is trying, probably is very close to have already succeeding in flipping the game or at least putting themselves in a diff- on a different field, right? Uh, just much like Nintendo has. Uh, Nintendo swims in their own pond. It doesn't matter what Sony Microsoft does. Nintendo's Nintendo. Okay. Nintendo it, will always be Nintendo. Nintendo will exactly, lady. Yeah. Nintendo. <laughs> I, know, I know you're Nintendo fans, and it, it, it's, it's awesome. Like I said, I always respect the hustle out of Nintendo uh, because they totally saw what they saw in the future. They decided they did not want to take losses on trying to build consoles, and they decided to go a totally different route, and they did that, and they've done it successfully. I mean, huge, right? Uh, and now you've got Microsoft who found themselves in the unenviable position uh, last generation of falling very far behind. And they looked at things, and obviously, um, you know, there was a time and point when Microsoft may not be around today. Um, those decisions were being made, and I think it was important at that point that they realized, and, and this comes back to Phil and his team, that they realized that if they were going to stick this out, they had to go ahead and put themselves on a different playing field and, and looking into the future, what they saw was streaming. Uh, and they had been seeing that for quite some time. Again, I, I I don't think Game Pass was just a, you know, a miracle, asp- you know, inspirational moment for Phil where he woke up woke up out of a fever right. dream and, and yelled out Game Pass. I, I don't think that happened, right? <laughs> I, I think I think this uh, I think this had been in the works in the background that they had kind of seen this. Again, Microsoft is always looking ahead. They don't. You don't become a $2 trillion company without seeing the future. Uh, you have to. And they've pivoted many times throughout their history and realized that they were behind the eight ball in a certain way and decided to go a different route. And you see this with Microsoft Office 365. How many people own Microsoft Office these days? They don't. They rent it. They buy, you know, they, yeah, they have they, a subscription, subscription yeah. right? And, and they knew that was the case. I mean, there was a time and point when they shipped it on every single computer that went out, right? Every single computer that went out had Microsoft Office. They got sued, right? Because it was considered a monopoly. You know, they got antitrust suits against them for not allowing any competition. So what did they do? They said, fine, 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 fine. We're done. That's fine. Go ahead. You guys try to compete. You still know we bring the best product. You know what we're going to do now? We're just going to offer it as a service and let people subscribe to it. And it's not going to matter anymore. And guess what? They're still, I mean, uses anything but Microsoft Office these days, right? So, again, we've seen this pivot before. Microsoft, look at the gaming industry, and obviously, Phil, going into Satya, going into the board and saying, look, I want to make this a pillar of Microsoft Corp. What do we have to do? And they probably said, well, you got to convince us and our investors that this is worthwhile. And how are we going to do this if you guys can't compete with Sony one-for-one on a console basis and we don't have the studios to compete right now, and we don't want to spend a ton of money, what are you going to do? Phil probably went back to the group of guys who had been pushing Game Pass previously and probably said, all right, guys, we got to come up with this, and we got to come up with a great idea, and we got to wow these guys, and we got to show them that this is going to be profitable as long as they are willing to invest. That's what started this transition. And so I think now... What's happening, and, and this is a long way around your question, Mav, but it's kind of important to understand the history. I think now I think once that's a Phil long way. Got, that was definitely a long way. <laughs> it is a long way. <laughs> um, 
It's important to understand the history of where this came from because you can see the chess moves that are being made. And I know 4D chess is now overused and has been overused, and it's a stupid term. But anyways, when you're talking about a big corporation like this, they are thinking 10, 15, 20 years down the road and trying to read the future. What they did was once they decided to go this route and once they had the commitment from the highest level, Satya, the investors, everybody, then they said, okay, how are we going to – how are we going to move ourselves to a different field and put everybody in check? Okay. And that started this plan. And what you see with the Bethesda acquisition, it's not the last acquisition. Yeah. Which has the- already said that himself. Correct. Right. It's, it's not. And what they're going to do is, and, and they may have already done it. It's getting very close, especially if game pass gets to the number of subscribers they want. Let's say by the end of this year, they're 30. Let's say by the end of next year, they're at 50. Okay, you're talking about check. Okay, because what happens is they are going to buy at least one more publisher, some more studios. They might buy two more publishers before this is all said and done. And what they're going to do is they're going to house one of the largest collections of of IPs, gaming industry, and completely right. And if these other platforms, Sony and Nintendo, want that on their system, are going to have to allow Game Pass. And there's going to become a time and point where Sony's looking around and it's possible. And again, I'm not downing Sony. Sony's not dying off. Sony's not going anywhere. They're going to be here. They're too good. But the point being is Sony might start looking around and going, we're out of option. We can buy second and third party uh, exclusivity. But guess what? Microsoft owns most of the second and third party exclusivity because <laughs> yeah, it's all first left? party for Microsoft now. What are we going to do? We can't just continue offering our, our, our customers you know, first party titles, maybe two, three, four a year and a good year, which are all going to be A plus titles, but we can only offer that. Our customers don't have really those big third party titles to buy. So what are we going to do? Check. And then it becomes checkmate. And I think that's Sony's point. Again, it's going to take a lot longer for Sony to come to that realization. They'll, they'll, they're going to do their stuff. And I think there's a lot of fight left here before we get to that point. Yeah. Nintendo, again, those conversations have been ongoing for a while. Phil has obviously done a great job creating this relationship with Nintendo. I think it doesn't hurt Nintendo to do it at all because the simple fact is, is there's not a lot of competing titles. I know everybody says, well, third-party titles. Third. Guess what? You can make a special type of Game Pass that doesn't include certain third-party titles, that only includes Microsoft first-party titles, like a, like a sectioned-off Game Pass, and offer it to the Nintendo customers. And really, Microsoft's games don't compete directly with any of Nintendo's first-party yeah. games. No, no, really, right now, Sony's right. 100 you know, if you're being honest, not not really, right? No, but Sony and their future plans, you know, they're yeah. bringing back. They're going to bring back some. They're, they're going to bring back some. To go first, more you know. of the Xbox route with a lot of their business decisions right now, right? Right, and they're. I think they've got some multiplayer games in the works, so they're going to come back. They're going to try. Yeah. They're going to definitely try to capture some of the audience. But with Nintendo, it doesn't matter. There's no competing titles there. All they're going to be simply doing is offering their customers a separate set of games that may appeal to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, but they're not going to lose any money. They're going to make some money off the transactions. And Microsoft itself gets opened up to 70, 80, 100, 150 million people that do own Nintendo products. And I think that's where it makes sense. And then the Switch itself becomes the Xbox handheld, which the Microsoft doesn't seem to have any interest in jumping back into that market again. All of a sudden, the switch, the switch light, 
is your handheld and then everybody has access to those games. So yeah, yeah I definitely think this is the It makes sense play. to me. So one thing I yeah. think happened was the last generation early on Xbox lost its cool card. Right? Xbox lost the it became like lame to be Xbox, right? Like and especially with the younger I crowd. Was never lame. Well, I was never lame too. I I rode with them. Uh, I ride or died, right? Pong 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 left and then he came back. <laughs> but you know what? Uh there there is like a large group especially with the younger crowd because they grew up in that way thinking Xbox isn't cool like PlayStation is, right? And it's because people forgot like the 360 and how great it was and the Xbox the long original generation Xbox. like that's what happened like I mean it was a long generation yeah. of PlayStation well, seven kind years. of overcoming um Xbox in ways that I mean I always saw the fucking good qualities of Xbox so yeah. I mean I can see that but I mean that's coming because that we're we're just older <laughs> we yeah exactly we look we at it from a perspective. Xbox. Um, when I worked in the, you know, retail industry in that, like I, people would come in, they're like, okay, so what should I buy a PlayStation or an Xbox? And this was like, you know, mid, mid gen. And I was like, well, it kind of like, I was that person that was like, okay, so where are your friends fucking playing? Or where did you have before? Mm-hmm. Because are you coming from Xbox and wanting to go to PlayStation? Because for me, interface was huge. It was like yeah. a huge thing for me. I yeah. felt more comfortable on Xbox. So, yeah. I mean, I don't think that Xbox really was uncool i just think that it definitely in the community of gamers and the like like it had a lot of losses but i'm thinking in the casual crowd it's not as much in the hardcore (laughs) crowd on the with the ps3 uh ps3 didn't even have party chat Uh, yeah and like different features Uh like that it wasn't till ps4 when they started to implement the features that's been in xbox live so I think for a lot the place, of people, it, it was so so clunky. Like for me, like I guess. I yeah, yeah, yeah. If I could hop in real quick, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I, I had a PS3 and an Xbox 360, and I played on both. And you got to remember, at those times, PlayStation had free multi. You know, you could play online for free, and I still preferred Xbox. And it's kind of the reason why I preferred it is because it felt like on PlayStation, their online at the time was like the Wild West. I mean, you could like literally, I remember one time getting completely cussed out by some dude from Japan. Sorry if you can hear the street down the road, by the way. I, I thought it was a toilet. Sorry. So it's a, I'm no, that it's no, a street. I live, uh, I live right next to a very straight <laughs> piece of road that people just love to drag race down. Yeah, so nice, man. it's Friday night. You might hear a couple. Uh, sorry. <laughs> But no, anyways, fine. yeah, I just remember one night I was playing uh, Resistance to Fall of Man online and I got completely cussed out by somebody from Japan because it would like show you the little flag on top of their head uh, from where they were playing at the time because the network was so small. And I, at that point, I was just completely alienated by the network and I just shifted and made all my friends on Xbox. And when I got my Xbox One, it, it was the same thing i just continued growing all my friends on my xbox i played all my exclusives on my playstation and it's kind of been that way ever since right on i got a question for mars here though because i think she's closest to the age group that i'm speaking of Mm -hmm. um i think going around like seven years ago or so so you would have been like 14 i guess 13 14 have you were you gaming yeah, this is 2013, 2014. When 
were you gaming at that time? Like, were you? Like, oh, I was gaming my whole life. Okay, so were you playing on Xbox at the time? Or were you playing on like PlayStation, or what were you playing on? We had a we had a 360, and we did have a PS3. Um, from my personal experience, the PS3 was only good for DC Universe Online. Um, I was yeah. I was more into like awesome. uh, I was playing Halo. I yeah. was playing stuff on the Xbox. Um, but go so going to school. My question is: going to school at that mm-hmm. time, did you think see around you that all the kids were more PlayStation based, or like, or or do you think it was pretty even? That time, it felt like more people were playing Xbox. Um, it just felt like they had better options. But even now, among my peers, it's ninety nine percent PlayStation. It's always like PlayStation, and all they're playing is God of War and Two K. Um. But yeah, so like, I mean, I grew up with PlayStation, you know, um, like Spyro, Sly Cooper. And then when it was 360, that felt like, even among my peers, that was the system. Until PlayStation shifted back with the PS4. Right. So, yeah, with the PS4 generation, mm-hmm. do you, do you saw like a shift, you think? Oh, absolutely. Right. It, like, so, are you seeing that shift back now? I mean, I know you're not in, like in like high school anymore, but like, but obviously, like, uh, like from peers, like young, the young, the younger crowd. Because I don't know, like, you're probably the only 21 year old I, I actually speak to now. <laughs> but, I, I hope so. Um, I hope so too. Yeah. <laughs> I have out of we'll all my friends I know, it's it's kind of like the Android versus iPhone yeah. debate. People, whatever they they have. They're uh-huh. very stuck on. Um, Team Android? 99% PlayStation. What did you switch to? I, was, I switched to Android. Am I, I committing reverse ageism right now? Okay. No, A it's, little bit. it's okay. <laughs> no, I just, I I'm say, just curious about the perspective, you know, because, like, it's I different mean, depending on when you grew up, you know? With you're PlayStation, PS5 outsold... Among, like, my peers, I do not know anyone with an Xbox Series X or any of that. It's they all actually PS5. got a PlayStation because, holy fuck, go peers. <laughs> wow. Everyone got PS5s. That's it. That's wow, all they want sweet. is PS5. Mm. And it's it's not because they prefer it. I think it's because they think it's better. They don't actually know, like, graphic differences. They have, they're like, oh, it's better. It's like, why? You're like, it just is. And, uh, the internet tells me so. Mm-hmm. It's all behind Sony's marketing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Sony's just, been great at marketing. Just you know? look at uh, the debacle with um, Red Dead Redemption Two. Uh, I mean, you could literally walk into a store and people thought that this game was exclusive because PlayStation put it on the box like PlayStation exclusive, and they didn't read the frying print that it was actually a hat that you got in the game that was the PlayStation exclusive. But just because they threw those words on the box bigger than what you got, people mm-hmm. just automatically gravitated to this concept of, oh, it's exclusively on PlayStation. I mean, kind of like they Destiny a, Cologne. They had a marketing campaign for a while that uh, I think it was on the PS4 that, hey, you can play better. Uh, you could, you're a better gamer if you play mm-hmm. on PS4 because uh, at the time, you know, Xbox One was a little underpowered. So they had that whole marketing campaign. Oh, 1080p makes you a better gamer. Yeah, yeah, there you go. 1080p makes you a better gamer. So the whole power initiative, dude. It 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 was crazy. Like just the people who would come in and absolutely like bash 
Xbox. Like, how oh, do you yeah. even? How are you? Oh, you play Xbox? I, I legit had people who wouldn't even deal with me as a GameStop employee because I fucking played on Xbox. Like, and they're like, oh, what do you play on PlayStation? I, I generally don't play on PlayStation. And they would be like, oh, well, can I talk to somebody who plays on PlayStation? I'm like, why? <laughs> wow. Right. I mean, it was better than the people who would come in and be like, uh, can I talk to a male? But, I mean, it, it it still had, it's like, okay, well, like, what's so different than what you're doing on the PlayStation? Yes. I mean, for me, it always comes down to exclusives. Like, that is, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to exclusives for me. And that's where fucking PlayStation has been winning and that's why for the past fucking generation playstation kind of came up and beyond it was i don't think it was graphics i don't think it was anything like that and i think xbox sees that now and that's why we have these new studios and these new games on the forefront because of that fucking reason and i don't think it has anything to do with the you know hardware or anything like that it comes down to the games and well xbox is still struggling from 2013 all yeah. that debacle that launch that launch was day. rough like it was a yeah. fucking it was rough it was horrible i mean it just it was a shit looking show back on it it was um so i had i was i come from the halo community early halo community kind of um moving into the destiny community and all of my friends were were picking up you know new gen right when destiny was launching um so many of us had Xboxes pre-ordered, and then we found out that Bungie had signed with PlayStation, and that PlayStation were gonna was gonna get the exclusives. So almost everybody dropped Xbox and pre-ordered wow. the fucking PlayStation Four. It was insane. It was like just the craziest thing. I'm like, but Xbox, like I'm still gonna be here. I'm not. I'm not getting a PlayStation well, Four. Th- like th- I, th- there was nothing in me that even like was like, oh no, I need that. So but. that shows how powerful marketing is, yes. right? And and how yeah. Because gatekeeping. Is. The product itself, honestly, had better exclusives at launch than the PS4. If you go back, yeah. the shift actually happened after the initial wave because of popularity. I think games were being abandoned because of the fallout from the poor marketing at the launch of the Xbox One, and we're they have rebounded so far from where they have fallen oh, to the go ahead man oh i just wanted to say i feel like it was beyond poor marketing you know let's yeah. just like let's just i i have no problem pointing my finger at donnie d going i didn't need the world's next dvr yeah you no, know dude, I, I, definitely man. there was a misdirection that even phil spencer comes out and says that there was internal struggles with the hardware developers trying to stomach the idea that they weren't pushing gaming first, that they were trying to go for some kind of entertainment box. Yeah. But look yeah. where we are now, right? So, like, to, to have that happen, to, to have this now where Microsoft has not only doubled down, but they've tripled down, and they're going to quadruple down on Xbox, right? They, mm-hmm. they, it has become such a focal point of their brand because of Phil Spencer. And I'm not, I'm not like... Oh, I, I love you, Phil Spencer, you know, all these things. But just, let's just be real here. That guy has completely changed the trajectory of Microsoft as a gaming company and what Xbox has done. And gaming as a whole is impacted forever because of him. And that was a huge shift 
when the they made that Bethesda acquisition, and that's happened now, and it's only going to get crazier. As y'all were saying, more acquisitions, uh, more things to come, and more possibilities because of that. And so we're no longer having to worry about this, like, hey, is Xbox really serious about this? You know, like, are we, uh, like, what do we expect? Or what's the next game cancellation? Is Scalebound going to get canceled? I mean, we, this, all this stuff that we had to go through this past generation, it's now the talk is, who are they going to buy next? What else is coming to Game Pass? Is that game on Game Pass? Is that game on Game Pass? When you tell me a game's coming out, I always ask, hey, is it on Game Pass? Dude, that's like the transition that's happened over uh, freaking seven years now from that point to where we are now is baffling. And if you put that into perspective with what's to come, if they keep the current momentum over the next 10 years, because they were talking about a 10-year roadmap, a 10-year roadmap that they got the chance to sit down and discuss the other day, he said, uh, and they're just like, hey, they're just throwing stuff out there. They don't know if it's going to happen. You know, they don't know what else is going to happen, but they're talking about this stuff. And it's time for us to get to talk about that. Yeah. What I mean, is been possible? A, a very interesting generation because if you do think about it and you sort of rewind to that time frame, um, it, it was very much the marketing points that where Xbox lost the most because they did start off with a solid amount of exclusives at launch, right? Yeah. But it was mm-hmm. it was like very much later on when they started losing basically different marketing wars like you were saying destiny was one of them call of duty was another one in the previous generation call of duty was was very much marketed towards xbox right the 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 360 community was very strong um 360 won most of the generation until playstation 3 towards the end is when it started to catch up and then that you know eventually the new consoles uh came out and um and then very much when the Xbox One launched, you had a, a couple things against it. You had uh, the always online thing. Here's the thing. A lot of the, the things that Xbox One was initially launching with, like the messaging, is kind of like normalized right now. Like it's stuff we kind of want. We're accepting. It's, We're accepting. Or it, accepting yeah. now, which is yeah. it's like I don't think a lot of people was ready for that technology at the time. No. But some I of those features that. were kind of cool. Remember asking your Xbox to turn on was a complete blasphemy, but now you can order Tide Pods by just asking your Alexa (laughs) or whatever it's called? Yeah. 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 So the time it came out, people weren't ready for it, I don't think. I think some of those features, if it were to come out for the Series X, not always online, but some of the other features, like being able to rent your uh, friend's games that you have and like basically lending games digital like a license mm-hmm. that was a really cool idea which i would love to see come back to some capacity but uh yeah it was it was a mixture of marketing and and some of the smaller battles they were losing it started to add up and it didn't help that uh, a lot of the games they did have like mm-hmm. sunset overdrive didn't receive like support from uh, microsoft afterwards and phil always talks about how that was a, a regret of his, you know, right. how they handled um, a game like that. I feel like the newer Xbox, if they were to come out with a Sunset Overdrive, I would have got that studio right away. <laughs> but the older oh, Xbox, yeah. Phil, was kind of transitioning to that position, if I remember correctly. Um, he was basically climbing on up um, in, in the positions of where he is now, basically the head of Xbox. Um mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was just bad bad timing, and Sony has always been 
amazing at uh, just pushing out these exclusives and creating these sort of movie experiences. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if you look at what people are playing, it's not really exclusives right away. It's always like a 2K. It's like a Madden. Mm -hmm. So that's where the marketing really like comes into play because these people aren't yeah, they might play exclusives like when it first launches or, or whatever, but what are the majority of people playing? It's not exclusives, and that's where Game Pass is going to really push the envelope, oh, uh, I think, because it's, it's just a better value overall. It, it's just, it's kind of crazy. I, I feel bad sometimes when I'm like downloading a game. I'm like, can I do this? It's just. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like you're stealing, you know, like, like you didn't pay a cent yeah, for it. Like it. Like... Yeah, and it, it is crazy weird. how it feels like. Yeah. Uh, it, and, you know, usually at the end of the show, we have the Game Pass Game of the Week. Like, they just, okay, Game Pass Game of the Week is Bethesda. You know what I Like, yeah. hey, uh, all the 20, now we already had some of them in there, but they added a lot more. So, like, this mm-hmm. week, 20 Bethesda games is entering in. There's more that are going to, I think the other ones is because they're implementing the FPS boost, which they just announced as well. They're not entering in, though. Like, I mean, there's 20 completely on. There was already, like, six of those. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There there was already some on there, but there's a lot that they just added, right? So, and some of them they're implementing FPS boost on, which aren't in there yet. Which is amazing. Prey. Right. Prey, uh, Fallout 4, uh, Fallout 76 even, which is an online service game, is, is getting it. So that may help that game a lot. Have any of you checked out any of these boosted games? I don't. I, I don't know yet. if they're available no. yet. No, they are. Yeah. Are I they? Did they are? Okay. No, the I've already. Done, well, not the ones that you're naming, but we're talking. Oh like, no, I did. Uh, I like, uh, like Far Cry Four. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Far yeah, Cry yeah, Four yeah. was Super lucky. Two. Two. One twenty. Far Cry Four was so good. Division too. Two. Dude, go play Far Cry 4 oh now God. on, on a Series X, and it's a completely different game. Yeah, dude, completely it is. Completely different game. I, I enjoy it. The draw distance on that game is awesome. Like, it, it's it, it's a it's a completely different game. I'm actually replaying Far Cry 4 because of Boost Mode. I don't even think I could replay Fallout 4 just because of how much fucking time I put in. No, not Fallout, Far Cry. Or Far, Far Cry. Cry, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Far Cry 4. But hey, man, Sorry. Pagan Men, that's one of those me- memorable characters. There's just far. It's Far Cry. It was, you know, I, you know, it sucks because Far Cry 4 was like the last like one that when I finished it, I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm done with the series because that was the game that I played for the best. So it was good, but it was still, it was still Far Cry. It was so Far Cry that I didn't have any will to buy the next Far Cry. Like that's really uh, where I was. Oh, wow. Because well, you really Far missed Cry out on great. Far Cry 5 with the father. I mean that the the actor who played him. That, he, he was a great character. man. Yeah. I think you should be able to win like awards on like like the like the Academy and awards and stuff for acting. I mean, he really brought that character to life. Yeah, he did a good job on that. And yeah. one thing I really like about Far Cry is the fact that every villain is sort of distinct. Their and villains different. are so good. Yeah, their villains. Yeah, like they I feel really like good. that's the Far Cry series in itself. Is the villains uh, yeah. are the most iconic part. It started with three. That's what they, yeah, like three with Voss, and they just kind of yeah. like fucking held on to that, and they were like, this is going to be our thing. And well, that's Ubisoft's MO. Once they have something that works, they implement it in every <laughs> we're gonna game do it. going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, they even make jokes about it. Look at yeah. Far Cry 5. The first thing they did, they had you climb to the top of a tower and survey, and then they had um, the guy yeah. jokingly be like, yeah, we're messing around. We're not going to have you do this the whole game. <laughs> I don't remember yeah. that. That's funny. Um, yeah, Far Cry 3 was, like, a classic in terms of, like, for me, in terms of the villain and how 
they did Vaz, like the actual actor too. He he would do like these little short videos. I don't know if you guys seen those. Uh, and he was like dunking this guy's head in sand and stuff yeah. like that. Great, great stuff. Um, but in terms of like the FPS boosts for Bethesda, I don't know. Is that a thing right now or the, the Bethesda games haven't? I don't think have happened yet, but the other ones oh, yeah. have. Yeah, you, you look like you're gonna say something. Yeah, I want to interrupt this conversation because we have something to talk about. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Okay, <laughs> all right, guys. So, I uh, I got something to play for all of you uh, on the podcast. This is going to be a special surprise, uh, and uh, I want Three Bit to make sure that he uh, has a way to listen to this. So. Uh, three, oh, but could no. you please uh, turn on the uh, YouTube channel and at least yeah. have the audio on very low? And I, I suggest, on... <laughs> I, I, I suggest you know maybe you guys mute you know yourselves here for a second. And uh, now something happened when we were uh, streaming the other night because we play games together all the time. And three bit said something, and I told what him happened? I told him I was going to get him uh, good on Xbox Ultimate. And it, the time has come. The time is now. <laughs> and uh, I've been excited for this. Uh, so I also I apologize for some of it because I'm really horrible at, 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 at part of it. But it was all in fun. And uh, I hope you guys uh, enjoy. Now, the, the second half is a joke. The first half is for context. You need the context. Okay. So uh, h- here we go. You fell off a horse. I did, I fell off a horse. I got chased by a horse when I was a kid. <laughs> Dude, I got, I got chased by geese. I fell, off, I fell off a pony, and that was the last time I heard. <laughs> that is the most thing I've ever heard. Was it a Sony like, pony, or was it like... <laughs> I was, uh... I think I was like 15. I wish you luck. I wish I was young. What were you doing riding a pony Wait. when you were 15? Did you go on a pony ride when you were 15? <laughs> Wait a second. Hold on. First. I, need, I, have, I have more questions now. Okay. So were you riding a, a horse or a fucking pony when you were 15 years old? Were you, were you at a carnival doing one of those little pony rides? You fell off, and when you were 15 and it was so traumatic, you'd never get on another uh, pony again. Do I have to answer <laughs> this? this? Fucking great, guys. Holy shit. Three bit. Oh, man. Dude, this is the fucking. Three bit, be prepared for fucking oh, no. Xbox Ultimate this oh, week, dude. I'm going to get no. you so fucking good, man. Oh, gosh. Oh, oh man. Again. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I took Kay- uh, Kaylee rode a pony like a couple years ago at a <laughs> at candy canes for kids. <laughs> Listen, it was going fast, okay. <laughs> it was probably thinking, "What the fuck is this fifteen-year-old doing?" Later, stubs. This is for you, three bit. You know we love you, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
I'm just a three bitch looking for a pony. I don't even remember that because I was One so One that I can ride. <laughs> I'm 15 years old. When I see that pony, oh my God. I'm it gonna jump on it. I hope I'm not too big. Cause I wanna really take that ride. Let's do it. Ride it. That pony. That saddle's too small. For a kid. Up. I have to hide myself when I laugh like that. I'm sorry. Okay. okay. So. Um, I think it's over now. I'm so glad I was here for this. Like, okay. I'm so glad I was here. <laughs> that was oh an experience. Okay, guys. Oh. You know, so after... three bit thoughts. <laughs> okay. Oh I'm my crying. god, I was crying. Um, <laughs> that was so funny. So I've known 3-Bit for about six years What now. was that? Why? This is Why? the first I've ever heard of this. Why? And I'm so not you've known surprised. Him he rode on the pony. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not oh surprised. It sounds, it sounds um, about right. Oh, that's going up wow. on YouTube after also. Just like, I'm sending I, I, didn't think, I didn't think you would actually do it. 3-Bit, yeah. I'm going to send this uh, to Jalen as well with a timestamp. Yeah. He needs uh, wow. to know. I was literally crying. That was really funny. Oh my god, um, that was awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> yes, I, I, that, was, maybe, that was a true story. Maybe I, I spent a little too much time on that. Uh, I don't know. You added uh, a song. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the harmony was amazing. Yeah, the whole harmony. <laughs> the vocals were the best. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm sorry was... about the vocals, everybody. And the beat was a little off at times. I tried my best, but I had to. <laughs> If I could have just perfect. gotten genuine to do it, I would have, but you know, copyright and all. Oh my uh, god, could we have had genuine? Because <laughs> you know you Do that one for it, lady. Okay. Thank you for that, man. Hey, you're oh welcome. God. I hope um, I hope it brought a smile to your face. It did. It did. How about a guy? Um, I did fall but off. Now needs pony. more wine. Yeah. I, I need some more wine now. Um <laughs> So what's yeah, the pony? It was a pony. <laughs> yes, I did fall off a pony. <laughs> it looked I like just... any of the ones in the picture. Which one did it um, look like? Uh, the third one. The uh, third, third one. one. I don't, I don't the know. third <laughs> one. Can we go back? Can we, can we see that oh, again? Oh, man. Oh, wow. That was that was great. Thank you. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. It's a tribute because because I love you. I, I had I had I had to, man. You know, you like you just slip out there that you rode a pony when you were 15 years old, and you think <laughs> it's not going to come back to bite you in the ass at some point. Uh, you got a sad thing. You got a uh, wrong. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying right now. I'm sorry, guys. You got another thing coming, Mister. Yeah. Oh, wow. But I just want to throw it out there that if you guys really like that clip, you should join the fucking team on Halo Night. <laughs> We're fucking streaming because that's yeah. the shit that happens. So everybody, uh, that's the stuff that happens. That is the kind of stuff that happens on Xbox Ultimate After Hours. When after the podcast, we play Halo Master Chief Collection every Friday night. I hope you come in and join in the fun. It's going to be a blast. Uh, we're going to have a grand old time. Xbox Ultimate After Hours. And join the Discord. 
Yeah, and join the Discord yeah. as well. Uh, uh, be prepared for some out. craziness on there. Uh, yeah. Babe, you might want to uh, put the link, if you can, in the chat for me. I would greatly appreciate it. You can. She's a if anyone has clips star. of Mav, please send it to 3Bit <laughs> on Twitter, okay? Oh, man. All right. Three bit. We're gonna we're gonna get something tonight. Don't worry. Uh, I got yeah. him on Facebook. I'll go yeah. to the oldest pictures and send them to y'all. <laughs> okay. Oh wait, hold on. I got a good picture, Mav. I'm gonna send you something in a second. Oh, anything oh. that we can use, uh, I'm all for it. Uh, so uh, now I, so that was a big distraction. I'm sorry, but I, I, we had to. Yeah. Uh, now I want to get back to Bethesda somehow. <laughs> Um, somehow I, 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 I ponies and now, anybody played Skyrim. <laughs> I, <laughs> did you unlock that? You, should, you know what? Three bet. You, you should have yep. paid for the horse armor. That would have helped. I think I did. <laughs> you did. I'm oblivion. <laughs> you got the horse armor. Yeah. Right I think so. so totally um, worth it. um, that was the first, uh, DLC I bought either that, or it was like the halo Two. uh, they had like a blast pack. Or whatever it was called. On the right on. You guys remember that? No. no. Oh, also, <laughs> a quick shout out to anybody listening to this on audio. Uh, you're probably not going to get anything that was just happening. So you may want to go back and watch the YouTube. Um, so hey. let, let's go back around. I, I see Psychonauts is back. And uh, Psychonauts actually had a uh, topic he, he wanted to bring up about the golden age and what's coming for the future. Uh, so... You want to go ahead and kick that off, man? Yeah. So what uh, I really wanted to talk about was what really no one is talking about was with the whole Bethesda deal, other than games and, you know, what they acquired, is that they got Orion. Now, Orion is a... uh, is a, a uh, pen cloud SDK. So what they could do is, um, sorry. No, you're fine, dude. So they can s- stream games at max settings with little to almost no uh, hit on uh, latency or your uh, bandwidth. Right. And so it, it, like they demonstrated, uh, Doom 16 at the, right, uh, 2019 E3. Yeah. uh, And they're running it 4K60 on a smartphone. So, you know, (laughs) sorry, three bits like still cracking up. (laughs) Oh, is he? (laughs) Are you okay, man? (laughs) (laughs) I think he's. (laughs) <laughs> the Discord, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm okay. Stuff going. On I'm good. Discord. I'm it's good. Under a show yourself. Show uh, yourself, okay. Uh, All right. Oh so SDK, God. the uh, and they they can stream basically super high quality with like almost no latency, right? Exactly. Yeah, because XCloud right now is is only able to stream at seven twenty p at thirty fps. So with with Orion being integrated with xCloud, now they can have 4K60 with no bandwidth hit, and you don't have, and it doesn't matter where you live to where the uh, data centers are. 
So you can be anywhere and you still get flawless st- game streaming. And that's big because you you need 4K or uh, uh, 5G for wireless or at least 5 gigahertz Wi-Fi to even play um, with xCloud. So, you know, it's it's definitely going to supercharge the xCloud. And to me, I think it's going to change everything. It's it's going to be a game changer when uh, once they implement that into xCloud. Yeah, and the streaming service. And you had a clip that you sent me uh, that you asked me to play. This is basically Phil yeah. Spencer just saying like, now some some people that are like hardcore PlayStation guys are are taking these comments and saying, oh, they're abandoning consoles. That's not what this is talking about. This he what he's talking about is the inevitable future of game design because of advanced technologies that are available in the future, right? And in order to be in the lead, you have to lead with technology and be on the forefront. And Xbox is doing that with xCloud. They're doing it with possibly it, Orion playing into there a little bit. Uh, and this clip kind of goes into what uh, Phil Spencer's thinking is on the long-term future of gaming. So I'm going to play that right now. When we look in the future... We see a world where game creators will natively be building cloud-based games first. They will think first about their game running in the cloud with almost unlimited access to the hardware capability that's available in a data center. They'll be able to scale the capabilities of their games up and down, potentially hosting hundreds of thousands of players in a game or making use of multiple CPUs and GPUs in the cloud to deliver experiences that no local hardware could unlock when we look at all right guys so basically he's just saying like you know in the future the cloud is going to be far superior to what any local hardware is going to be capable of doing right because you're talking Mm -hmm. about you guys are killing me right (laughs) you guys are talking about uh you're talking about like Stuff that you would t- need like multiple console powers to, to be able to produce. It's just the stuff that's like super advanced, like multiple GPUs, uh, being able to produce game experiences that are at bigger worlds. They talk about stuff with like hundreds of thousands of players online interacting and stuff. And and like that's the, the vision. And, and Xbox is like getting on the forefront of that to drive that technology forward. So that way they stay in the lead. Uh, so that's oh, yeah. a big that's a, that's I think is a big deal. Yeah, and it's right with Game Pass. It's right, Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah. It's in there. No, no extra charge. No nothing. And it, you know, and Phil stated that um, the Xbox One and PC and possible uh, the Series X and Series S are going to get the X Cloud app onto the console, and that was, itself is huge. You know, so imagine being able to play a, uh, a cloud streaming game on your console. And having it unlock at max setting if you're playing on Xbox One or if you're playing on uh, um, Xbox Series S. And, you know, those are not 4K 60 consoles. And imagine you're able to play those max settings for whatever game they implement uh, Orion to. So I mean, it, it's huge. I mean, 
uh, one game that's kind of using that is right now is Flight Sim is using the yeah. uh, uh, cloud powered um, graphics enhancement. So you, you you're starting to see it now, and then w- with Orion being put in, it's just going to escalate escalate that just that just that more. So I mean it, it's let anyone. It's it's, it's great. <laughs> Lady's just pouring herself like making a mixed drink right now. I think I am. Hey, that's I'm awesome. Sorry. No, dude, Psychonauts, one hundred percent. You're right, man. Uh, that is the way of the future for sure, uh, and that's part of this whole Xbox thing. That's why they're investing so much in all these games and all this stuff uh, is to be on the forefront of that. With and that's Bethesda and Game Pass is all part of that. It's all part of that. That's why we're entering into this golden age. Um, Pong. Uh, you got any thoughts on that, dude? Yeah, I mean, technology was a huge part of this this purchase. Um, you know, like Psychonauts was just explaining with the Orion, that's been well known. And I believe, actually, um, a lot of the tech, and again, I'm not a tech guy, but, you know, I, I know basics and I listen to a lot of people. But I think, and maybe 3-Bit knows too, that um, the id tech engine, one of their main engineers is actually now over at Azure um, yeah. running the servers. So, and that's why that was a big piece of why they wanted uh, Bethesda on top of Zenimax on top of everything else was because of all the tech. They're very familiar with the tech. And you heard Phil uh, specifically talk about sharing id tech amongst all the studios so that the studios have it. The id, the id uh, tech engine is one of the best in the business. It, it, it's up there. And to have oh, yeah. access to it from all these other studios now that Microsoft is working with um, and that have underneath that umbrella, uh, have that access to the id tech engine is only going to mean that we get to see better games come out of it at the end of the day. Um, so, I mean, obviously, we know Coalition are, you know, Unreal masters. I mean, they are the masters of what they do with the Unreal, but the Unreal engine is licensed. That's licensed tech. Microsoft has never really owned its own engine, and now it does. Even though it didn't create it, they now own an engine, and they could wind up licensing that out as well, which is another moneymaker. But the Orion tech is very interesting because of the demo that they showed. Now, again, demo versus it working across millions of different devices all over the world. It's two totally separate things, but there was enough people that saw the behind. And I remember when they did that, I think it was an E3 presentation. They did a closed door presentation of Orion and there was people coming out of there just blown away of what they showed. And obviously with the two teams now coming together with the engineers from Microsoft and the engineers over at uh, Bethesda coming together and implementing that tech and finding out how they can piece it in and then maybe taking bits and pieces from each side and developing that tech even further. So that does have real world applications. Um, Obviously again, golden age, Mav, we're talking about something that's going to break down barriers when it comes to people streaming to different devices, these games, because that's one of the biggest barriers right now is that streaming is nowhere near as good as hardware based play, right? The streaming is just not up to par and that's going to be the next big leap. that's going to take before we start to move into that area where people start going, do we really need hardware anymore? And we already know, and I know that's, that's a while. I think we still got a generation or two left of actual hardware before we get to that point. However, this could really speed it up. And then um, what you're going to see is that 
uh, subtle shift over where streaming no longer when people, you know, you, you get the app on your TV and you got a controller hooked up to it. And there's really no difference between the two, uh, whether you pop it on your console, whether you pop it through the app. And that's going to increase the adoption rate that people have for this stuff. Right. And once you get to that point, then it's, it's no return. Uh, because then everybody's going to be all in. Because if I can get the same quality, whether I'm playing on my phone, whether I'm playing on my app on my TV, or whether I'm playing on a console or a high-end PC, that's when that 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 that's it. That, it's over with. That means streaming is going to start dominating everything. Um, and we heard Phil in that uh, I believe it was a, a developer kind of conference or, where he was coming uh, his office interview, the the famous office interview with all the shelf stuff. He was talking about uh, applying you know, the, the development of games actually in the cloud so that you is it's a shared space, but it has the power of X number of, you know, consoles where all the developers can get together and develop a game directly in the cloud. And, and there'll be no difference from it uh, having to go to console. You won't have to create special sessions to test out the game, you know, to do bug fixes and all that stuff. It'll just be right in the cloud for all these developers, which is going to cut down on costs. It's going to cut down on time. And, and we're going to see an increase in the quality of the product that comes out at the end of the day. So, again, Microsoft, always thinking Xbox is a part of Microsoft. That's why I continue to say Microsoft is one of those things. Microsoft itself, 10, 15, 20 years down the line, they're already thinking about that tech. And like Psychonauts was just talking about, Orion's one piece of the tech they got. Id Tech Engine is another piece that they got out of this deal. Both of them huge pieces, not something they put out front to us gamers. Because to us gamers, yeah, we know about Id Tech Engine, but... No, it's not what we're excited for per se. We want to see the games. That's all we really care about at the end of the day. But the behind the scenes stuff with what they acquired, that's where you come in with $7.5 billion. Heck yeah, man. Hey, Mars, when you're at, I'm not trying to get you fired right now, but when you're at work and you're, and you're hanging out with us playing, mm-hmm. what, what do you play on? My phone. Right. And more and more people are playing games on their phone, especially like uh, kids. Like my, my daughter had played on an iPad years before she got onto Xbox, right? But like adults are that those kids grow up into people like Mars, <laughs> and they continue playing games on mobile. I, I have never been a mobile guy, like as far as gaming. But do you think XCloud Mars is like the future of? Like how people are going to experience like high level gameplay. I feel like, um, obviously, I feel like it's going to be how it is today. How people, people like play games on their phones, but then they go home and play on the system. But I feel like it's going to be, I feel like it's going to be really popular, um, especially like among gamers. Because even now, like Call of Duty Mobile, I was really into that. I'd play it. We're playing like a full game, twenty players match. From mobile, from anywhere, so you don't have to go home, connect your system. I feel like it's going to be really big within the gaming community um, because it's very available. It's just readily available. You can get your friends to get a game right then and there. So I definitely feel like it's going to be pretty big. I feel like it's going to be maybe not primary, but close to. Right. Yeah. So if I can jump in, like when what, what Pong was talking about with the different engines, like the uh basically the it tech engine and what that's capable of and they had like a brief moment in the round table and they talked about sharing technology i think that's going to be really amazing with 
the new edition of Bethesda because right now they do share technology. Um, the Sea of Thieves engine with the like the water. I know they share that with different studios who ask them like how do they do that water, especially for multiplayer. It, it, if you think about the technology for Sea of Thieves, like being able to um, everyone sees sees the same wave, right? That's actually very difficult for like multiplayer when everyone's supposed to see the same thing at the same time uh especially if someone's like miles away um like a, a challenge uh, i guess like when you play the game prey i don't know how many i mean you guys play prey but the very beginning of prey um the introduction is like everything is sort of geared to your perspective like the mirror um aspect of everything if you guys uh play you know what i'm talking about but that technology is just and is awesome <laughs> but it, basically that doesn't work in multiplayer so the fact that uh these technologies uh are now going to be shared with the it tech engine and phil you could tell he was a big fan of it um it, it's going to be incredible like when you're playing doom it just feels like the most polished game it feels oh, yeah. like the most polished game i've ever played um just gorgeous. just it looks gorgeous. It's like, it's, and later it's you're on mute. So. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, it, it, it's really good. There you go. What were you gonna say, lady? Were you gonna say? I said Doom is just so fucking good. Like it's just it's seamless when you're playing it. It's it's like first person shooter takes the stage. It's just it does it so right. There's so mm-hmm. few first person shooters out there that does fucking what it does as well as doom does so i just think that's where it and it's so i mean it's not super underrated but it's underrated in people who are not like in the gaming community yeah the engine is insane oh yeah and i would love to see like that in odst odst2 like you you were saying earlier Mav. like halo having that engine would be insane Oh, I know, dude. like okay. So the here the segue into that. All right, one game, okay. three bit. Uh, is this yeah. it? Is it is it a Halo uh, id, id tech game? No, is this happening? <laughs> are, are we oh. doing this right now? Go go for it, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh oh shoot. no, I wasn't ready. Hey, dude, Halo id tech. You could you can pick that. Uh, I'm just thinking about. There's so many possibilities with Bethesda, like with what they're capable of. Like now we have. It's not just Obsidian. Bethesda though. Yeah, I mean, we have Obsidian, remember them, with Zenimax, and so they made, uh, gosh, my brain, Fallout, New Vegas, Vegas. yeah, and people, those are, that game is is some of people's favorite, uh, Fallout game. Favorite, Fallout. Favorite, yeah, and um, and Obsidian, of course, they're working on different titles, they're working on um, the new... uh, avowed in a couple other games right now so they they're kind of busy but i would i would love to see them team up with a new fallout game for sure that's definitely a possibility now that they're underneath the xbox umbrella and based on what i've seen in the uh, round table it seems like they're very good about studios communicating with each other uh, that was like a common message in the round table that mm-hmm. these studios are um one thing they really liked about Bethesda is the fact that these studios are uh, communicating with them and giving them freedom, uh, but also respecting them as artists. And that's not always the case in an in industry worth billions, even trillions of dollars at times. 
Um, and and uh, I, I think now that Obsidian it could be back on the table, that would be kind of cool. But at the same time, I keep seeing people say, like, oh, Obsidian. I think it was Ryan McCaffrey. It's like, drop these games uh, and work with yeah. Bethesda. He I got killed for that comment. I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. agree with that. Obsidian itself yeah. is talented on its own. They don't need yeah. uh, Bethesda. They don't need... They, on on yeah. their own, they are very... game studio. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. They, they are a passionate uh, game studio. They don't need uh, Bethesda in any way. This is just my fan thing of like, oh, it'd be kind of cool to see them collab. Um, but, you know, I'm looking forward to Avowed. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, what their vision is for their studio going forward. It'd just be kind of cool to see. But if I had to pick one game, I would love to see ID Tech Engine for like an ODST two. Like that would just yeah. be really I'd sick, and sick. I think it would fit Halo. Um, at the same time, Halo is so large, like such a huge universe. I would love to see uh, different genres in Halo. <laughs> like I think J- Halo itself is I compare it to like Star Wars or something. It like sort of breaks those genres. It doesn't need to be first person. I love I love it being in first person, but I also think it's such a huge story that they can explore like a third person action adventure Halo. Um, they can do that in id Tech Engine. I just haven't seen it. I can't imagine it in my brain what that would look like a third person id Tech <laughs> uh, yeah. ODST type game. I I can't imagine it in my head, but uh, it, it'd be really cool to see. Zenimac or, or Bethesda or ID Tech <laughs> uh, tackle a Halo game. Uh, I think that would be really cool. Three for three, they have their faults. I know people who work there, they always uh, tell me things that aren't the best working at that studio. Um, and and uh, But at the same time, each Halo game that I've played, uh, I've liked for different reasons. Halo 5, uh, I, I liked Halo 5, but there's the story was the weakest, and I think that really downplayed a lot of, of, of the Halo franchise. It's my least favorite Halo, for sure. <laughs> like, if I had to choose what my least favorite Halo was, that, that would be it. But um, 3 for 3 has never, um, I guess, uh, had the worst. Uh, or they always had amazing graphics, and they always pushed Halo in certain ways that I liked. But... Um, I'm hoping with Halo Infinite, it'll be awesome. But ODST to id Tech, that's my final answer. Awesome. I'll let you guys talk now, so go ahead. <laughs> I, got, I got good feelings about that. Now, now that 3-Bit brought it up real quick, and I know we're on this topic, but just to back up a little bit, with with Ryan McCaffrey's comment, right? What was even crazier, though, was the IGN editor. I forget the guy's name that he was actually responding to. That's what started that comment, was that yeah. guy was trying to imply hmm. that... Microsoft would be competing against itself by having both avowed. Yeah, thank you. For by having both avowed and Elder Scrolls underneath the same umbrella. (laughs) This is the most ridiculous concept of all times. And then and that's what started that whole conversation. But the metric right now is engagement. And other than your games of a service. I can guarantee you the games that provide the most engagement are giant Western RPGs. Okay. That's talking, <laughs> you're talking about people putting hundreds of hours into them. And yeah. for this guy to imply that somehow having a vowed come out 
and I'm assuming, again, we don't know for sure, but let's say Avowed's ready 2022. Elder Scrolls isn't going to be ready for another year, maybe two years after that, right? And even Avowed's 2023, I don't think it, we see Elder Scrolls until 2024, maybe at the earliest, maybe even longer. So th- that whole concept was crazy. Uh, and then 3-Bit, to go back to the, the sharing of tech, I thought it was also amazing to hear and again i kind of knew this just because we know that phil and and todd are are extremely close and these two companies have been very close for a very long time but for todd to come out number one say we screwed up follow-up 76 bad (laughs) that was awesome and then for him to say that we actually called i called Mm -hmm. phil and phil got me in contact with some people at microsoft to try to help us walk through some of the issues and try to fix it i called I called Phil. Yeah, well, that's what he was. He's just like, yeah. I mean, because you know, those two are best friends. I mean, that's why I said when they were doing this deal, this deal's been going on for a long time, and they've known. You know, again, everybody can say they can't talk about it, but those two are going out to dinner and hanging out and talking about stuff. I mean, there's no question. But for them to be able to call up, or for one of the first calls to be was to Phil, and then Phil not only go. Hey, you know what? I, I hear you. T- let, let's get you in contact with some of our guys and let's see what we can figure out uh, to help you guys through this. That just shows that that those community this this isn't going to be a transition that happens after two to three years of getting familiar with each other, like some acquisitions take because sometimes companies buy other studios that they have never you know they've worked with a little bit, but they don't have that intense relationship with. These lines of communications have been developed already for years. This is going to be one of the smoothest transitions you could ever have between two companies coming together yeah. like this. And that just means we're going to see results like this even faster than we, than you normally would yeah. when you acquire a company like this. 100%, man. Hey, uh, Centurion, yeah. do you have a possibility that it would be possible now because of this uh, partnership that wasn't possible before? Oh man, I've been trying to think about your question all day. What could not be? I mean, what? It's more like what is not possible yeah. now. But um, let's look back to um, my God, let's talk about. You know, it was mentioned earlier. Uh, Fallout New Vegas. There was a lot of potential for Fallout New Vegas. Not only for having a Fallout New Vegas 2, but it also, uh, you know, some of the storylines gave rise to, uh, like, um, I think one of them was like a Mississippi-based version of Fallout. Um, It it gave a path for so many different branches for Fallout just because of Obsidian's uh, take on the Fallout franchise. So... This opens the doors for actually the franchises we all love to get much bigger than we already expect. Um, I'm more interested in what new IPs are going to be concocted out of this whole conglomerate of uh, developers that can somehow share ideas, like you said, go out to dinner, uh, call each other. Um, It's going to be really interesting. I can't really put my mind on one thing other than I've always had this crazy ass idea because forgive me, I'm a sucker for sci-fi. That's what this is about. Crazy ideas, man. I have always wanted a company to tackle the idea because um, the franchise I'm about to mention right now is in a point of stagnancy. Um, The creator is actually a is a really good creator, but because of how the movie industry works and the television industry works, 
uh, he has decided to not push it for it anymore, and that's like the Stargate world. Oh. Does anybody does anybody know how Stargate works? Well, I I know that you travel no, through the Stargates to go to anymore. other uh, yeah, other worlds and I stuff. I know the guy. From I think they're stars. <laughs> no, okay, I love the movie. I love <laughs> the movie. <laughs> to actually to break it down real quick, not to bore people, but um, the gods of Earth were imperson were actually aliens impersonating the gods that we worshipped. Right. They came here as parasites because human beings were the perfect hosts for them to be inside. And so they would take on the role of the gods that the people that us humans had created. And at the time, it was uh, the Egyptian mythology. And then you find out that other aliens found out about this and they became they came here and fought them. And they are the Norse mythology. And it's this huge universal thing of actually a war that us human beings try to separate ourselves from by burying our gate. But because we are what we are, we unbury it. The U.S. military gets a hold of it and they mess with it and figure out how to turn it back on. The Stargate system is like, think about how like Star Trek and Star Wars work. You're able to go from planet to planet and have all these adventures. Yeah. Now imagine finding out that there was actually an alien race that at one time that seeded the galaxy with all these gates because they wanted to help propagate the human race. They actually mm -hmm. wanted the human race to spread. And so you, you can actually move from planet to planet and it just opens the world for, I mean, if you actually watch a show or got into the movies, uh, you can uh, experience different cultures, uh, alien races, and just completely different takes. And it's all because of the concept that the gate can take you anywhere. As long as there is a receptive Stargate on a, another planet, you can go anywhere. It sounds like a, a game franchise that could be a lot of fun. Like, cause, it uh, would be more like a games as like almost like MMO games right. as a service. Something really up yeah. Zenimax's uh, alley, in my You'd opinion. Love it, man. And that's I where mean, it. And the thing is, because it's got no established uh, lore outside of what's been established in the movies, and also the movies and television show have not had anything for years. You could either reboot, use what little lore is there, but like literally the sky's the limit. You can cock anything because the seriously, it was never fully explored. Yeah, dude. Hmm. Yeah. Can we talk about like the legacy title thing? I mean, like actually. Oh, like, with what it, what what uh, Phil's comments were when he said legacy. Yeah, because a lot of people seem to be confused by that, and I thought. Well, hey, I you want me to play the clip for everybody that where he says it. He says, "I have it on hand. We're doing it. We're going in. I can play it. You know, we're it doing it. it. Let's do it. You want to do it now? Here's or after this topic. Right yeah, you want to do we're it right now, right after now. this topic, or right now? I I don't give a shit. Ladies, just <laughs> ladies, trying to get more time to think over there. Okay. So I had something to say thing. on the topic. What, I just baby? need some time, yeah, yeah. Well, we Absolutely. have thirty-seven people in here right now. I just want to thank the chat for being awesome. We had a record, like." 46 people in here at one point 48 48 really even the panel chat. for all you people to hang out with here on a Friday night is just really touching and awesome you, yeah, everybody so out there is freaking awesome we've 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 because uh, because ladies on here and I know it's going to fly out there once in a while y'all are fucking awesome I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, I'm you just, just kidding. said it. Uh, you just said it. She was muted. No, I said. I said it before too. It, I'm just kidding. Uh, you guys, no, you guys are great. Uh, I, 
freaking love all of you and thanks for hanging out um shout out to everybody um i don't want to leave anybody out so i'm not going to go through all the names but i see you guys uh in the chat it really means a that's lot. a wonderful thing see. Yeah. you know who they are yeah 100 yeah, percent, guys uh, all of you um hey let's uh, let's do one mars. more game real quick because I, I think mars I think actually mars, prepared yeah I because I, I see her ready to like speak. I think she actually did some homework on this. I, I, I want to know I what that one. is, and then we'll play Phil's clip. I don't necessarily have like something I would uh like. Okay, to never see. mind. We'll just. I'm no. just kidding. <laughs> I'm just. Kidding. I have something. I I'm okay. Lady might get mad at me for this, but I feel like with Bethesda, they're probably going to pull out like obviously one of their great titles, and I don't want to see another Fallout for a couple more years. I feel like they really need to take time to work on it, get it done. But also, like, the longer they go without it, the more people are going to want it. Like, yeah, I'm waiting on GTA. The longer I'm waiting, the more hyped I am for it as soon as it comes out. I feel like Fallout needs to wait three, four issues. Talking about GTA and Fallout, like, six. they are not, like, Rockstar and Bethesda are too. Like, I mean, yes, I mean, we all want a new fucking GTA. I don't. Because I actually, do. I never played it. But. I'm just—I feel like Fallout should wait a little bit, um, create more of a one, and then you, spend a, spend a lot of time on it. Make sure it's like beautiful. You may be onto something just because Fallout 76 put a bad taste in people's mouths for a while. So now Fallout no, 4 was great. Fallout, Fallout 3 was great. Fallout but. 4 was subpar. Like yeah. you're saying, great. Like it was great, but it's not. It was subpar. It was subpar to Fallout I- fans. I didn't in, like all the building stuff. I'll just say it that. It reached into a fucking... And this is me coming from me, and everybody knows how much I fucking love my, my simulation games and shit like mm-hmm. that, but Fallout 4 was... um, It was something that I wasn't expecting, so I got into it. Yeah. I spent way too much time like focusing on my little uh, Base. building, and like I forgot yeah. about the rest of the game, and I, then at the end of the fucking thing, I was just like, this isn't Fallout, like, why am I even doing this? Because, yeah, it took out a lot of the RPG. Yeah, took out a lot of the it RPG. Did. It did, it did, it took out so much of it that I didn't, I didn't even care to finish it, and that's how yeah. um, that, I, I that's think how they that got happened. caught up in that whole creation phase where, like, Minecraft had taken off, and, like, all mm-hmm. these games started kind of doing that, like, uh, where, hey, let's let people build their own worlds and stuff, as opposed to well, focusing on cool. what people let actually love Fallout for. I don't want to do it either, so don't yeah. force yeah. me to I guess no. I can't speak well on because I enjoyed building my home and finding all the collectibles <laughs> and nice, putting dude. them on bookshelves and having this just massive collection of crap. I think well, it should be like a side. Less came down to the people who like couldn't invest the hours into it that they wanted to, so yeah. it was... Um, um, and I'm not going to lie that when Fallout 4 did come out, I totally called into work for a fucking week straight. And I missed, like, <laughs> Black Friday. I, I Or I don't even remember, but I remember I got I got scolded as a retail worker. Um, it was... It wasn't bad. I just feel like there could have been so much more to that. So, I mean, I do feel like you are right, they could focus more in the Fallout franchise, because when 76 came out, I was excited. Like, a fucking multiplayer Fallout. Like, we all wanted that. We've been talking about that for mm-hmm. years. And then it came out, and we were like, wow! Yeah. This is yeah. fucking stupid. Like it's such a <laughs> yeah. big title for them, they just want to get it out. It's like, you need to put more work into it before you put it out. Exactly. Yeah. And Mars, with and the, um, 
Oh, no, you go ahead. You no. finish your thought. Yeah. <laughs> no, you finish your thought. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say Mars is absolutely correct. And what you're saying, Mars, is goes into what Todd and Phil were talking about during that roundtable. Todd specifically says this deal, because see, ZeniMax put a lot of pressure on these guys to get the games out. That's why Fallout 76 came out. They knew they were going to sell. And they just wanted a moneymaker. So Fallout, they pushed mm-hmm. 76 out the door. Mm-hmm. And that's all they wanted to do. And now, like Todd and Phil were talking, Todd said this deal gets them back to the original thoughts, thought process that they had when they first started Bethesda was we are going to put out quality games when they are ready to come out and not before. And this takes all the pressure off of them. And now they're under one big umbrella and they can take their time and craft the worlds that they want to craft without any outside pressure saying, no, 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 no. You got to have this in your game. We got to have this many microtransactions. We got to do this. We got to do that. This is why Bethesda is so excited to fucking join up with Xbox. Like we saw it on the fucking round table. It's because of that reason right there Mm -hmm. is because they know because of the relationship that Bethesda has with Xbox and all of the interweaving and stuff that's gone on in the past few years. They're like, fuck, we finally have the freedom that we have to do things and we don't have Zinimax, you know, fucking, yeah, yeah, I mean, I I I hate to say it, but it comes down, like, in a way, it's like an EA overhang. Like, (laughs) Zinimax, in a way, is like an EA overhang. And that's what's happening, so. Yeah, no, I I agree. that's it's definitely what happened. I mean, the Fallout 76 was pretty much like a cash grab for them. Like they they wanted to head in a direction that gave them more money and a lot of the games that was coming out wasn't uh coming out fast enough. That's why we got Wolfenstein, what was it? Old Blood or or was it New Blood? Yeah, New Blood? Young Blood. Young, young Blood. Blood. There you go. One of those. Um yeah, Young Blood. Yeah, uh, in Youngblood, a, a lot of the fans didn't like it, and, and it, it seemed not like the studio that produced the actual game. It seemed just very different, and around that time, um, they released that. They released uh, Fallout 76, and it, it was pretty much around the time of Zenimax. I'm pretty sure how, how I imagine the, the, they came into a boardroom, and they were like, okay, we need to shift some things I in love our studio. Things. Yeah, um, the fun part. I, I kind of imagine like they're, they're pretty much in a a boardroom, and they're pretty much just saying like, "Okay, we're not making enough money." Uh, yes, we have these single player games. They come out in like five years from each other. Like especially like a Fallout or a Elder Scrolls is still not out. Right, Skyrim came out how long ago? So yeah, I I believe Which their Skyrim. Are like you talking service. about exactly? <laughs> exactly right um so many different versions of skyrim so i believe they're why they especially turned to microsoft was because like okay they don't have to really worry about the budget side of things anymore they don't worry have to worry about compensating their vision as a studio which i believe is single player amazing single player experiences um, they turn to on. yes they need to focus on that because we've seen what happens with the service type game. I mean, and not games that are ESO fine. is doing bad. It's like not that ESO is doing bad. It's just that yeah, it's not where it should be. It's not yeah, what it's not where it should be. Well, you know, I, I wanted I, to before you say anything. I wanted to at least put out. I have been playing ESO for years with multiple friends. I have invested hundreds of dollars into that game. Paid for I'm, the fucking monthly subscription for that game for fucking 
months without even knowing or forgetting that I was paying for it. Like, it's not a bad thing. It's what what it has done. Um, it has brought in a different genre of gamers because I guarantee you half of the people who are playing ESO came from, like, MMO fucking backgrounds. That's, that's yeah. what happened. And it brought in different people because the people who played Skyrim, played for the single player experience, not a lot of them stuck with ESO. Because that's um, not their fucking. Do you, do you remember ESO before One Tamriel? Oh, I do. I I've, uh, okay, play, I've that, played that it was, since the very an, beginning. I will okay, go grab so. my fucking metal Ouroboros and my T-shirt. <laughs> okay, I'm not that. Bad. I was all I'm not that bad, but uh, I, was um, I will definitely say the what made everybody kind of like that to uh, ESO was before the One Tamriel thing because everybody was expecting that single player experience, and then you found out you couldn't do that. You couldn't just go places. Actually the before one Tamriel, the game was like very linear. Like you couldn't just go from zone to zone. You couldn't explore the world like you did in Skyrim. And I feel Mm -hmm. like once they did the one Tamriel expansion, they really gave it kind of legs as a, as a single player game. There, there is a large portion of that game that you can play as a single player and you don't even need to go into some of these zones where they have all the, the PVP and all the crazy crap that you hear about in most of these MMO games. They've done a good really job. Brought them and, down. Think- and they did the same thing with Fallout. Like they did this like crazy, like multiplayer focused fucking shit. And it was just like, I don't, I mean, I was so excited to play multiplayer in Fallout. And I was like, I don't really This is the wanna. idea of a Fallout. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to imagine now because Fallout seventy six, right? It's it's sort of sort of uh, like a our Borderlands for... Fallout. That's what I want. Yeah. I want like well, a fucking sick. Borderlands Fallout. Like that. I just want to be able to like hook up with like max three of my other friends and just fucking go and run, fuck run up off. some. Yeah, what are you gonna say? Radiation <laughs> shit. I said that'd be sick. Yeah, like I, I, I think it. Fallout it. Like the idea of a Fallout multiplayer is is amazing. Like I just in my yeah. head, it didn't come out how I wanted it to with seventy six, but like a Fallout in my head of what I imagine Fallout to be for like a multiplayer game, it it still is pretty amazing. I know they've updated it. I haven't checked it out since then. I've had people message me and say it's gotten a lot better since launch. I don't know, um, but. You know, I, I think they didn't do themselves any favors when 76 came out. It, it wasn't just how the game released. It was how they responded to a lot of the criticisms and basically making things worse uh, with how they released things and how they responded to things. And I know, um, based, based on what I know, I don't think uh, Todd had a lot to do with that game. He sort of slapped their, his name on it and, and kind of just... Yeah, it's like very much well. It's his world that he like had been working on for so long. Like, because what we knew of Fallout before was this top-down tactics and and CRPG, right? So he created this like universe, really, that we see for what it is today. And Fallout seventy six is an interpretation of that in an online world. But I wouldn't say Todd Howard is responsible. For what Fallout for all of no, Fallout seventy six problems studio. exactly that was um that was Bethesda Austin or something and I know yeah. Pong I feel like Pong knows a lot about this so I kind of want to hear what Pong has to say no no but, I do um, but I, I don't know a lot of the ins and outs of it but what happened we got to remember that 
because Bethesda was so well known and most of the studios underneath them are so well known for single player games. They got caught kind of flat footed. The investment group I'm talking about when it comes to Zenimax and the umbrella, right? They saw all these battle, the landscape of video games changed and it's, it, it's high risk to make single player large games nowadays because they cost so much money. And all of a sudden all these battle Royales came out, right? We had the Fortnites, you know, and then later Warzone, obviously, but they saw the change in the landscape and obviously investors don't understand the business all the time. And from what I understand is that it was a bunch of a pretty old wealthy guys that was in the investment group and they, they were there and that's kind of why they got out of the business is because they kind of figured out that, you know, they didn't really know what was going on besides uh, Altman. Obviously Robert Altman was definitely uh, knew what he was doing, but the rest of the investment, the, the, the group, um, the board, uh, just weren't in it because they didn't understand what it took. And then they saw all these battle Royale games and all these microtransaction laden games coming out and all these companies making tons of money. And what do they do? They say, Hey, why aren't you guys making one of these games? Why, why are we out here making all this money that all these other teams are right? And all of a sudden you try to fit, you know, a, a square peg in a round hole doesn't fit their normal MO style game and, and you wind up with these 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 falls, right? You, you wind up with these these problems that they didn't expect. Again, ESO has turned into a very, very good game. They took that from the original and it disappointed a ton of people. I was one of them. Just like Lady, I was in from the beginning because I'm such a huge Elder Scrolls fan. I was like, oh my God, you're gonna give me you're gonna give me Elder Scrolls online. I can go play with people I can play by myself but you're going to continuously update content. Holy cow. I'm in right? one big world. That, man. I'm running a full like <laughs> guild. I've got like a guild hall with everything. in it. Centurion, <laughs> man. If I decide I'll hit you up. I put, I put now, uh, I don't know. I put three, $400 in on the PS4 and they won't let me, they, you can't transfer your character over to Xbox. Oh, dude. I, 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 I called, I called their customer. I'd be yeah, better about called, that. Oh dude. I called and I complained. I was mad. They wouldn't put Todd on the line. <laughs> But, but I called and I complained and I said, you guys are nuts. 20, 2020, 2021. And yeah, I can't transfer my character over to Xbox. Are you kidding me right now? So, but if I ever do, I'll call you. Um, but yeah, I just think I got caught really flat footed, saw this money being spent in all these games of service and then decided to try to force these studios to come up with something that was going to fit that mold and continues to make that money. And again, ESO is making a ton of money right now. That, don't discount it. They just talked about the numbers. It's the biggest MMO on consoles right now. Um, so it is making a lot of money, but the Fallout 76 was rushed because they were ready to sell. They had already started talking about it because all the the, the, the high-level people were all older. I think they were all 70-plus, I want to say, and they were all getting ready to go live on the beach somewhere, and they wanted out of the game. They didn't well, have they, a heart That's what they're going to do now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they got their wish. So, I so they heard, just pushed it out. I always heard rumors uh, around the crowds that I was allowed to hang out in uh, about how the 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 owners of Bethesda or the owner of Bethesda was like in his 80s and that he was looking for somebody that actually he could sell it to. But they also did want to find somebody that they could actually keep the legacy going because they yes. even did mention it. Uh, in the uh, the stream that we had, we're talking about a company that got its start in its start in someone's basement, to which is now a, a worldwide um, publisher for multiple studios. And, and that was Altman. 
Yeah, that was that Robert Altman. Altman. Yeah. He now, wanted Microsoft to take it over. Now, he, there he was really one did. other gentleman, I can't think of him, who is actually one of the board members of E3. Uh, worked right next mm. to Phil Spencer, and he was uh, one of the ones that was pushing for... Uh, like uh, the the Elder Scrolls version, um, I believe it was called Blades or something on the mobile. Yeah, like Elder, Elder Scrolls, Scrolls Blades. Blades. Yeah. Um, they uh, he they were pushing for a lot of that mobile stuff, and it just was not going over well at all. And you could just see the writing on the wall. Uh, but I do at least have to give Todd Howard. I at least want to play devil's advocate and give him credit due. Um, in the fact that when he first talked about uh, Fallout 70, 76, he came out and even said, we're going to have a beta. When that game, like, even he himself knew launching this game, he had no idea, like, what the F was going to happen. And so he even came out on stage at the Bethesda event and said, we're going to have a beta. And in a matter of speaking, the Fallout 76 game itself has never really come out of that that statement of beta. They have been continuing adding content to it, but you always have felt like it's an experiment. Exactly. Yeah. Yep, no, I agree wholeheartedly. All right. I have, I'll make mine real quick. I know 3-Bit wants to talk about this subject and we're getting long, but uh, I'll make yeah. mine real quick because... This is only because Phil said that he's listening to podcasts. So, Phil, if yes. you're out there listening, right? Mr. Dream. Look, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, if you're listening, listen to me. There's a lot of obvious IPs out there that would look fantastic. Yeah. And depending on what studio you guys choose, right? And the obvious one is Fallout New Vegas 2. Give it back to, give it back to Obsidian. Let them do their thing, okay? It's fine. But... You guys, right now, Mav knows, well, he'll know when I say it, but he, him and I have had this conversation, so he'll he'll remember. You guys are sitting on IP right now, Phil. It has been stagnant, okay? You guys have done nothing with it in since the 360, okay? And you're sitting on this IP, and this is a gold mine for you guys, okay? I'm telling you right now, Shadowrun. You guys own Shadowrun. Cyberpunk and sci-fi is huge okay yes. shadow run before you guys bought it back in the genesis and super nintendo days was one of the biggest ips it was one of the biggest tabletop cyberpunk games as well cyberpunk 2077 was huge shadow run was the one everybody knew uh you guys are sitting on it okay you guys made it for you guys made a first person shooter out of it which got panned because nobody wanted to see a first person shooter out of it but those of us that played it did love it Go ahead, make another first-person shooter. Yep, exactly, Mav. Yep. (laughs) You go ahead, make another first-person shooter out of it. That's fine. You got all these talented RPG writing teams now. In exile. Bring back Shadowrun as an RPG. Bring it back. It will be a goldmine. Cyberpunk, for all of its problems, and was overly ambitious, you don't even have to go that far with it. Just bring back a great... You can even make it turn-based if you want to. I don't care. Bring back a great version of Shadowrun, and you will sell millions of copies. There are a lot of fans out there my age, older, and even a little bit younger that remember the Shadowrun days from Genesis. Man, I'm telling you, you've been sitting on it for too long. Make it happen. Give it to one of your teams. You've got so many RPG writers now. Give it to one of them and let them run wild with it. Even make a small team. I don't care. Just do it. 
There's so many IPs that Microsoft is sitting on, and and I always say <laughs> this on like on um, different like podcasts I'm on. I always say like if if there's one thing Microsoft is sort of lacking right now is is being able to access those IPs and really uh, just celebrate it. Like you you look at Astrobot from uh, PlayStation. And it's pretty much a celebration of their older titles, their older system, for sure. Um, but PlayStation, something they're good at is bringing those IPs back. And, and yeah. Nintendo's pretty much kings at it, right? How many Marios have we seen? Well, <laughs> over and, the years? and Nintendo's starting to Disney um, vault their games now. It's, they, they it's are. what they're doing. Um, really? They're pretty much making you pay for the same game over and over, which, you know, it's Nintendo. Nintendo can get away with it. Yeah. I don't know why they're they're Nintendo. So I'll buy um, Pokemon as long as they keep making it. Yeah. See, <laughs> and that's everybody's attitude but with Nintendo. I went out and bought the Mario that, collection of, day one. Yeah, like, I can't. That is, I can't. That's I'm, the that's I'm the Disney crowd. Vault game I'm talking about. Like you're gonna that make it available for like three months. Uh, it's just weird, you know. Yeah, that's a lot of people's mindsets with with like yeah. uh, Nintendo and and Sony. Like when when you go to Sony, you expect different games. When you go to Nintendo, you you definitely expect like a Mario. You definitely expect different games. Xbox has so many IPs that they're not using right now. Uh, of, it's cool that they're bringing some back. Like Perfect Dark, that's a great start. Uh, that is a great IP that uh, I'm glad they brought back. But there's still a lot like. Like uh, Pong, I wasn't even thinking about Shadowrun. That that's a game that they should definitely bring back. That is a cyberpunk level like world that they can they can definitely expand upon. Um, but just think about like just them buying Rare already has so many different IPs within Rare, like Banjo and, and a bunch of yeah. different games. And we know Phil has said in the past that he is interested. And making more E-rated games because when you think about Xbox, what do you think about? You think about Halo, which is M-rated for a bit. You think about Gears, M-rated, and all these other games. Uh, Perfect Dark, brand new game, or, or, or something that's brought back. What is that? Probably M-rated. Uh, so there, there's like variety. I know is is a uh, a thing that they are working on, especially with titles like Sea of Thieves. You have like Hellblade coming, and and, and uh, we have so many studios now. So variety is coming. But something they they definitely do struggle in is maintaining the IPs they already have. Um, we I already know Rare doesn't want to work on some of those old IPs. They want to basically focus on the the future of the company, which is fine. But uh, there there is still a benefit to to what you guys already have. Um, I think a a good start to that is is sort of a Smash Brothers type game because uh, they, now they have so Ooh, much IP. Like, fuck. let's see a Doom Slayer fight, like, Master Chief, fight Skyrim characters, fight Banjo, like, fight Conqueror. Skyrim like, characters? What are we going to pull out? Like, some... Yeah. yeah. Hey, what do you, what do you like know? A, I don't even know. I, he knows... He actually knows something. He knows something. I, I had four guys with the quarters uh, clowns in the chat says, hey, you're smiling about, about something right now. What do you know? I mean, what I know, yeah, I can't what tell you. you. But <laughs> no, what okay. I what I what I can tell guess. you guys, <laughs> I was still I'll I'll just smile the whole time so you guys can't because yeah. I know I have a terrible poker. <laughs> See, um, I'd be make, down make, for... just make a noise if we get it right. Like I told you the other night. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I'd be down. Um, soft. And um, but yeah, I, I think a good start to that would be like a Smash Brother. I would love to see like a Microsoft 
Smash Bros. Like Marcus Phoenix fighting like Master Chief. They have so much IP now. They could do that, you know. Yeah. Um, especially with Zenimax uh, and, and and all the the IP that already has. So, um, yeah, I think Microsoft needs to be a little bit better with maintaining the IP. If Phil is watching for whatever reason, if he is one of these many viewers are in here forty something. Uh, also, shout out to the chat. You guys are awesome. Um, if he is one of the 40-something viewers, then you guys have amazing IP. Look at it. You have Microsoft Publishing, which, like, let's say, uh, I know... Um, yeah, and they, they're capable of the Microsoft center. Publishing and have multiple games going on within that at yes. the same time, just like Battletoads and Flight Simulator and all oh, that. Yeah. Exactly. Because um, I, I know there was an article recently that said something about, like, they can't get a, a developer to work on Killer Instinct, right? So, yeah. let's say, yes, you can't find... Out of your 26 studios, they're all busy working on something. They can't manage. That's fine. That's what Microsoft Publishing is for. That is so you can reach out to other studios that's not within your 26-something studios. You can reach out to a developer, like the people who... The developers who make, like, Blaze Blue. Arc, what is it? Arc System Works? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Can I just point something out? Yeah. He just said 26 studios. There's only officially 23 now. 23? Okay. Uh, so I... 23. Oh, my God. Just... Oh, thank you. Are you serious right now? Okay. Cool. <laughs> yes, 23. <laughs> thank you, Fong. <laughs> officially 23 studios. So officially? Oh, he just say he just added officially <laughs> at the beginning of it. Okay. Okay, three days. Hey, right now. hey oh, keep right. those margaritas flowing, dude. Well, I love it. Mm-hmm. No, he's so, not. Is that, or he just totally flipped up and said what he wasn't supposed I, to say? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I finished my wine, so. Um, <laughs> but the basically, the whole thing. Um, Twenty-three studios. Thank you, Pong. Officially, and Killer <laughs> Killer Instinct is a, a title. <laughs> Sorry, Killer Instinct is is like a, a thing where they were basically saying like, "Hey, we." Well, Phil was, or somebody was saying we don't have someone to work on it, so that's basically the the job of Microsoft Publishing, yeah, yeah. to reach out to external studios outside of the twenty three studios, and um, and and really look at developers like Arc System Works, um, the people who make Blaze Blue and, and a bunch of fighting games to do something like a Killer Instinct, um, so. Yeah, I, I mean, there, there's so many, so much potential for for what's here, um, with like the studios that are already here. We, like, we're talking about Bethesda, right? And that that is big. We're talking about Zenimax. That's it's a huge a, fucking deal. Huge, huge. Biggest deal. thing that's ever happened to Xbox, for sure. Just saying, um, but gaming, there's already gaming. Yeah, yeah, the biggest thing that's happened in gaming, seven point five billion. I think Microsoft. <laughs> And people downplay uh, it, but it's not a it's not a fucking it's not huge. a baby thing. I think the 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 biggest purchase Microsoft has Why? done is LinkedIn. Um, they did that for like twenty something billion, and right under that is ZMX. So I think um, in the future, people need to not just look at ZMX. Yes, ZMX is huge. I love all the titles that are underneath ZMX. I love Fallout. I love Skyrim. Love Prey. Love Doom. Love all those franchises. Um, but people need to also look out for like Obsidian. People also need to look out for uh, Ninja Theory, which is one of my favorite studios right now. Yeah. Um, 
I was about to say something, but I, I can't say that. Um, Ninja Theory, awesome. And a coalition, who knows what they're working on. Uh, they are one of the best studios in terms of engineering with the real engine. Okay. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to leave so it. You got the like creators of id Tech and also one of the best people with Unreal. All in Xbox yeah. family. Uh, you were going to say something, Mars. You were trying to chime in there, but three bits so, uh, had a little bit too much wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so based off of like what he said with the, they need more E game, like E for everyone games. Mm-hmm. Um, Something that I've been banking on, like since it came out, I want to say on the original Xbox, every E3, my parents like do a little bingo card and like ask us what we want to see every year, every year for like, However, past ten something years, I want to see Viva Pinata come back. Yeah, oh, yeah. that is a great yeah. E for everyone game. For yeah. That'd be Mars. sick That'd be to shit. watch. Yeah, the Super I Smash Bros. That. thing. We got a Pinata, or yes. the the Green Girl fighting against gardening. folks from Doom. Yeah, <laughs> I would all. kill for Viva Pinata to come back. So here's a thought, like, Mars. You know mm-hmm. what uh, they did at EA with the Plants vs Zombies game. Where you had yeah. a spinoff that was like a shooter as well. Like if mm-hmm. you started like Viva Pinata, like okay, it's in Game Pass or it's free, right? Because mm-hmm. the free to play model didn't exist when a Viva Pinata came out, right? Uh, only on mobile, maybe. But now, if you were to have Viva Pinata, that game is like built for something like that, where you could like have uh, new characters come out that are available to grow your gardens and stuff and maybe come out oh, later yeah. with a spinoff, like a Plants vs. Zombies like shooter or something where you have all your different characters that you raised that you can like have fight against each other with these little mm-hmm. like pinata brawls and shit like that. I don't know. That's That sounds like... Or you could just play Garden Flipper coming soon to consoles. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. She's excited about Garden Flipper. And, and also, like, you said there was something like Pet Flipper that was announced for Steam. Pet Flipper. Wow. Flipper. I know. Yeah. I'm excited. Oh, it's I DLC. saw post about House Flipper. Yeah. The pet Flipper Pet flipper is DLC for House Flipper, I think. You're going to have a pet. Mm-hmm. And you can take care of it. Yeah. I would fucking, yeah. I so, need to play House Flipper. Like, that's generous. fucking need to play it. I just need to fucking pull the trigger. Can we talk about Quake, though? And how like, amazing that fucking uh, would be? Hell yeah. If- like, it's gonna Xbox happen. Xbox took over and gave it like this amazing money because you asked me this question and that was wasn't my first thought, but as I like fucking pondered on it, I was like, Quake, like Quake is now you're talking, lady, probably coming back. Like Quake is gonna come back, and I can see it being like some sci-fi fucking magical shit, and like maybe not this year, but like 2023 or some shit, we're gonna see a fucking new Quake. And that's what's going to happen. And it's going to have the fucking backing of Microsoft and all the fucking studios and all their fucking programs. And it's going to be fucking amazing. And that's what... And QuakeCon is now going to be a Microsoft event, everybody. It is going to be a fucking fucking event. I I was just thinking about that. Like, everything... Think about... So are we going to QuakeCon? It's in Dallas. I'm (laughs) already here, baby. Is is there going to be a QuakeCon? This year, probably not. Probably not. Three bit, and I can carpool down there. Heck yeah! Hey, that's where we're all meeting. The Xbox Ultimate Team. Everybody's uh, gonna meet at QuakeCon in Dallas. Uh, We'll host 
Because <laughs> I'm and not. Con- I can't catch COVID. Yeah, I call the couch. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're probably not having Carmack, it this year. I would Carmack's, imagine next year is going to be back. Carmack tweeted out during last year when the uh, when the deal was first announced that he wanted he would be willing to come back and work with some of his old franchises. Now that Zenimax is out of the equation, so Phil's just got to make the call. And the no, original creator of Quake would come back and bring him back. Yep, yeah, it'd be amazing. Um, I mean, you guys think about E3 used to be what it used to be Microsoft. Sony, Nintendo, uh, Ubisoft, uh, EA, EA, and Bethesda. (laughs) So now Bethesda, who literally had their own show for like an hour or whatever, is being absorbed into like an Xbox as if it was like an E3 presentation. And and most of Sega's games are going into Game Pass also. Sega. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Good shit. Yeah. So I, I before we like end up doing outros and stuff, I gotta ask Psychonauts if he has a game that he thought of. Yes, um, I thought of a game that was back from OG Xbox, and uh, that is Brute Force. Um, Hell yeah! I think Arcane Studio oh, yeah. can make it. There you go. And Arcane, you know, they did pr- the 2017 Prey. And I definitely think they can take on a, the third-person squad-based shooter because we need that. Uh, we we really don't have any um, other than, like, Division. But Microsoft really doesn't have anything that's third-person uh, squad-based other than, I wouldn't say Gears 5, but yeah. Brute Force, definitely. Yeah, Gears is a different animal. Uh, I mean, people are Force, saying, what yeah. about Gears? You know, but like, a Gears is a different, yeah. different kind but of... Brute Force? Yeah, that came out like, I think it was like May of the same year that Halo 2 dropped. So, right on. And it was, Microsoft owns the IP, because they bought the studio um, that made it, and they definitely could pull this off, and knock it out of the park i mean it's i don't know if anyone's played it back then but it was awesome i loved it yeah and it was it didn't have no it didn't have online multi it had local online multi so like land parties back in the day when we were playing halo one land parties that this was you know felt normal to us so it, Hmm. it was nice halo 2 really you know revolutionized online multiplayer but yeah, Brute Force is definitely a game that I want to see come back and make a statement. And I, I definitely think that getting Arca- uh, Arcane to do it, I think that's... Ooh, Arcane would be cool. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, that's awesome, dude. I think that would be incredible. I, I'm going to throw a few out there, okay? Just a few games that I think could be possible, okay? Now, think Halo Wars. One. What, baby? You only get one. Only get no. I mean, I'm gonna. I, there's two. I I have some. I have more than one because I keep popping up in my head. I'm not gonna go into depth. I'm gonna make it quick. I promise. Okay. Think Halo Wars, but style game. But you know, you have like different factions from these different worlds, right? You have like the the like Skyrim faction. You got like the Gears of War. You got the Halo. You got the Doom, right? Where each faction like has is a different. Uh, race that you get to control within like a uh, rts like like halo wars uh that would be fucking awesome okay 
Uh, next, I want uh, a either a uh, id or a Tango GameWorks Flood game, like Halo Flood horror game. Okay. Oh, horror, yeah, yeah. Ooh, horror. T- Tango okay. GameWorks t- taking on the Flood, right? Or or uh, id because of Doom, right? They got that dark aesthetic down. I want that. Um, Jeez. Okay. The, then I had another one in my head. Uh, horde mode, like horde mode. No, horde? just like a like... dark setting. Like you could have like okay. jump scares. You know, isolated. You're going through an environment. You know, you gotta. You're 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 like a stranded ODST in a old uh, covenant structure on a halo ring, and the flood. You stumble upon the flood, and you're trying to get out and and survive. You got. Uh, your old squad mates are becoming flood before your eyes. Uh, that that would just scare the shit out of me because, like in Halo, Halo CE, like it was pretty. It went dark, right? There was that turn and that twist, and it was it gave you that creepy vibe. There's a lot to explore there that they never really went further into, and I think that would be pretty freaking awesome. Um, the other thing I would like to see is, uh some kind of crossover between the coalition and id as well uh because you know uh, gears and doom have like kind of a similar like vibe right uh i think the the studios there have a lot of the same kind of like uh personality kind of characteristics that comes through in their games i would love to see some kind of like uh some new creation come from them just something that i could never even possibly fathom um, and then I want to see uh, Todd Howard take on a classic ha- Halo IP and just go crazy with it, with creating a new universe. Uh, that's what. That's what Hold I on, want. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Explain okay, that so, a little bit. Like classic Halo. Okay, so what are you th- okay, about? think. Okay, uh, Crimson Skies. You got this world they developed that's all based upon flight, and you got this adventure light game. Right, uh, you could ha- develop some kind of huge RPG based on like Sky uh, Light and stuff. Just a different take. I, I want it, it, Todd Howard is a visionary of creating worlds um, and universes for people to Preach. explore. And if you go into some of these IPs that Xbox has from deep in their in in their pocket, you know you can create things that we never dreamt of. And that's what where my mind goes to when these things happen. And based on what I heard when they were talking to each other, Phil and Todd and, and Pete Hines and Aaron Greenberg and all this stuff, I guarantee you those guys are talking about, hey, what can we do now? You know, like this is a dream come true for all of them because Xbox has had studios, but they've never had the talent all at once that Bethesda has. They don't they haven't had those like visionary creators. A lot of like three four threes issues are because the head-ups of the studios are executives. They're like, they're not necessarily true creators like like Todd Howard is, right? When you have somebody like Todd Howard or like uh, Shinji Mikami, I think it's his name, at, like Tango Gameworks, and a lot of these like legendary creators that, that not only uh, pr- created games, but they created genres. Right, these guys are responsible for creating genres. Right, you got the creators of FPS now are owned by Microsoft at at ID. 
right? I mean, just think think about that. You got these amazing, amazing visionary uh, people that are all coming together, have Microsoft's wallet, also have Microsoft's resources with all of the other tech that they have, and you can now invest that into new worlds, new creations, and it's all going to be on fucking Game Pass. Yeah. So, that's it. I mean, uh, yeah, that'd like be amazing. Froggy, Froggy said you definitely said more than two, but I completely yeah. agree <laughs> with, with everything Sorry. you said. No, it's all good. Guys, that, that was like a cool list. Guys, that, that was like um, things I wasn't even thinking about. Um, yeah. And gosh, it, there's just so much potential with Zenimax. It's, it's very exciting. It's yeah. worth multiple podcasts alone just thinking about the possibilities oh. with the different studios with ID Tech, not just them working on Doom, but possibly partnering with different Microsoft studios, Tangle, Tangle Gameworks after, you know, what happens after Ghostwire. Um, you know, Bethesda, like, you know, there's just so much within Zenimax uh, itself that is worth multiple podcasts alone. <laughs> just just so oh, much dude. there. Oh, yeah. Um, but also just the future of Microsoft, like what it what it means to have this many studios. And they said they're not even done purchasing studios. So just spectating what studio is next is also very exciting um, to think about. Um, that's our topic for next week. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely a topic in itself because there, there's so much there. So there's three, um, right? You said three bit because twenty six uh, minus twenty three is three, right? So yep, three. Uh, three bits just not good at math. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Yeah, maybe I I just suck at math. That's it. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I, I unfortunately yeah. I got to wrap the show up because it's been like we're we're running long. We didn't I, even talk about the fucking can, can rumor, we, wait, wait, though. We didn't even wait, talk about yeah. that like. Well, wait, thing, hold on. Outriders There's that too, lady. The, the, the Outriders and well, We do need a two-minute tech corner. We need a two-minute tech talk, three-bit, to okay. explain Okay. To explain what legacy means according to oh, the well, Hold on. Let me play oh, this okay. exclusivity we heard clip. heard this already. Let's I'm gonna, talk about we'll the shit that the, came out today. I'm going to do the exclusivity yeah, yeah. clip lady. real quick. <laughs> exclusivity clip There's for three-bit, and then he's going he's gonna to preach on it, okay? Uh, real quick. Okay. Bill on exclusivity now. We've gotten a lot of questions since we announced this deal, but one of the one of the biggest ones, Phil, is this question about exclusivity and how you think about that and how that's going to work with with Bethesda. Yeah, I see it. I see it in the community. I, I listen to the podcasts and all the questions, <laughs> so I'm going to try to be as clear as I can because uh, I, I, that's what I, I, I just think it's fair. So obviously, I can't sit here and say every Bethesda game is exclusive because we know that's not true. There's contractual obligations that we're going to see through, as we always do in every one of these instances. We have games that exist on other platforms, and we're going to go support those games um, on the platforms they're on. There's communities of players. We love those communities, and we'll continue to invest in them. And even in the future, there might be things that have either contractual things or legacy on different platforms that we'll go do. But if we're an Xbox customer, the thing I want you to know is this is about delivering great exclusive games for you, that ship on platforms where Game Pass exists. Okay. All right, three bit. What is what does legacy mean, Professor Three Bit? It's kind of what we've been saying, well, since October or whenever. Uh, a lot of different um, Xbox YouTubers have been saying that if there is a contractual obligation, um like 
Ghostwire Tokyo or Deathloop. Uh, what is the other game? Deathloop, um, where those games are exclusive to PlayStation, then they will honor those arrangements as they have done in the past with games like uh, Out. What is it called? Gosh, my my brain. Uh, Riders. The Obsidian game. Well, uh, what's the Obsidian game? Oh, uh, Out. Out worlds. Something. Outer, outer, world. outer, outer worlds. Outer worlds. Thank you. Outer Gosh. worlds. Outer worlds. So they they uh, Obsidian had a deal with Private Division. Xbox yeah. bought them, and what did they do? They still released the game to multiple platforms, despite Xbox completely owning Obsidian. It's the same thing here. If there are previous contractual obligations, they will honor those. However, um, what he said, where Game Pass is where those games will lie, is basically kind of what people have been saying. Game Pass is there is the future of Microsoft or, or Xbox. That is what is important to them. So wherever Game Pass is, is where Zenimax games will be going forward. Legacy games, uh, what he means by that is... Uh, games that are already out, like uh, Skyrim, another Skyrim coming to PlayStation Five, I can see happening. Um, a right. Prey, a, a ver- like if they ever do a, a re sort of master of any sort of the games that are already out right now. Legacy means old, so uh, <laughs> games yeah. that are already out right now, or games like Elder Scrolls Online or Fallout 76 where it's more of a service type game like a Minecraft, right? Where games that are supported over time. Like Legacy to me for sure applies to MMOs for sure. Like in Elder Scrolls Online Fallout 76 where it's an older game but it's continually being supported. So that means those games most likely will come to a platform like PlayStation 5. However, don't expect to see Starfield on PlayStation 5. I I, I can say that now. Especially, you can kind of use what's already available with Phil uh, or, or um, um, Jim Ryan saying, I don't know if I can see Starfield coming to our platform. And he's like, I don't know. And if he doesn't know, then what do you think that means with what Phil just said? You know, that basically means any Zenimax game that's coming to the platform, wherever Game Pass lies, is where you can expect Zenimax titles, unless there is a contract that says otherwise. Um, Indiana Jones is one that people are probably going to look at. Does that have a contract? Don't know. You could kind of compare it to other games, like when um, when did Sony approach Starfield? Was it towards the end of development? Was it towards the beginning of development? Uh, whereas Indiana Jones. Yeah. So also the thing with kinda... Indiana Jones is the actually the movie studio could have set, has set a requirement that Lucas it be Jones. multi-platform, kind of like MLB did with the show, right? Yes. So sometimes when you have licensed products, it things change a little bit. So if that if Indiana Jones, like you're saying, is multi-plat, it's not because Xbox is saying, hey, we want all of our Bethesda games to be multiplayer. Well, I base anything Disney does off of what they have done before. And right. what they've done before, I think about is uh, Kingdom Hearts. How have mm-hmm. they treated Kingdom Hearts? And those properties, there's a lot of different IP within Kingdom Hearts. Uh, they treated it with exclusivity, 
exclusivity for a while with PlayStation. It, it's been yeah, a they while let them be timed. They even thought about it. yeah. So I, I think about it, it, anything <laughs> where with certain companies you think about what have they done in the past and how does it apply to this deal. And if it applies to this deal, I don't think there's an exclusivity clause in there. Maybe, um, but I don't think Indiana Jones. I think Indiana Jones might be exclusive, but we'll see. Yeah. I think Indiana Jones is going to be exclusive. That's kind of yeah, like my I thought process. That. It's going to be PC. It's going to be a Game Pass exclusive. That's where it's going to fucking fall. That's what's going to happen. Um, but what you're going to see of a lot is this. Please, sir. Can I please have some Bethesda? <laughs> please. Please. And I'll think so- about EA, too. Disney, the way Disney has treated EA with Star Wars. They kind of let... EA is very much a multi-platform thing, so they kind of let them do what they want. So if I were to think about it like that, too, where Disney is just worried about... For me, Disney is always just worried about how people treat their properties. And it's something we just talked about on the show, Mav, with uh, Paul, and, and how important um, those companies think about how Batman is portrayed in DC like a million different yeah. times. Or how a Superman is portrayed a million different times. I think it's the same thing with Disney. I don't think they're worried about exclusivity as much. I think they worry about how you portray Indiana Jones, especially if the movie is coming out right next to the game. Um, yeah. But who knows? Maybe they want to put it on other platforms. I don't think so, but I could be wrong. So we'll see. Yeah. If Microsoft has their say so, it'll be exclusive. So that's that's the bottom line, but we don't know we don't know that yet. But, um, dude, uh, that was awesome by Professor Three Bit. Thank you so much. Uh, I loved You're it. Welcome. Um, and I hope everybody enjoyed this show. I I want to uh say a special thank you to our guest. Um, as always, I I will do ladies first. So, uh, because lady is in the name. Uh, lady AF. Thank you. For joining us uh it was a blast i love having you on the show anytime you ever want to come on just just hit me up and you'll make sure you're here uh, especially when we have more random things to talk about as well so wait thank what's you. so you I, I definitely fucking specialize in the random so oh a lot yeah yeah you and kate are like the randomizers like it just so y'all, we do. Y'all... it's fine <laughs> like you know what there's like the gamer fucking support like there's like this class and I'm just there like I know what you guys are talking about but I don't give a fuck so I'm going to talk about <laughs> what I want to talk about because that's what I do um, but you're but awesome yeah, you can so find thanks. me on Twitter at lady underscore AF that's L-A-I-D-Y not regular lady and then AF as in as fuck not Aunt Flo <laughs> um, regular lady and not as what <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, you can find me there. You can find me on Wednesdays on Game Beyond the Box. You can find me Sundays on um, FWNR doing a super cool astrology skit occasionally. Lady White Claw. Um, Lady White Claw. That's where you can find me. You can find me in the backlog of the past five years doing podcasting, um, gaming podcasting, just comedy podcasting, whatever. I have been there. I have done it. And yeah, you can find me there. And it's been a fun time. So thank you for having me. Thank you for putting up with my fucking nonsense and shit. Uh, I, I, I love I had your nonsense. More to fucking say, but 
I think the other fucking panel members had everything to say tonight. So. Hey, lady, you're 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 awesome. We'd love having you on. Like, just your nonsense is amazing. Love I it. I love my nonsense. I'm not fucking ashamed of it at all. So. <laughs> no, I, I'm not either. Own it. <laughs> now, uh, we also had a first time I've cast person. Now we had a large a large panel today because it's such a big big day and big time for Xbox this week. So she didn't get to say as much as maybe she will the next time she comes on if she ever agrees to come back on the show, which I hope she does. Uh, I thought you did an awesome job on your first podcast, Mars. Uh, it was super fun having you here. Uh, now, tell everybody about your plans with your streaming in the future, where people can find you now. You just made a Twitter account recently. I did. Um, it's Pink Panda Mars. It's actually in the description. Thank you, Mav. Um, I stream randomly. That's also in the description, but I am planning on building a PC. And once all that's done, I plan on re- streaming regularly. Anything from a viscera body cleanup to Fall Guys Among Us. But yeah, so my Twitter and everything's in the description. Pink Panda Mars. I know it sounds random. There is a reason for it. Um, so maybe when I have time one day, I'll give the background. Thank you so much for letting me come here. It was terrifying. Still terrified. But yeah, I had fun. Well, you, you did great. You did great. All right. So now our regular panel. Oh, no. Hold on. Wait. Sorry. I, I the little dark square down there. Like, I, sorry. It's he doesn't have a face. Like, what I know, is your face? Like, <laughs> Who are you? Now, our special guest as well, uh, which I almost forgot to give an outro. I'm an idiot. Her, I, now, th- this guy is freaking incredible. I, I love him and every all of his input. And I loved your Stargate breakdown, man. That was awesome, dude. Uh, I I want to know where everybody can find you. I know you're on the shop podcast uh, now, including that where, where, where else? Well, um, again, thank you for having me here and thank you everyone for uh, letting me, I guess, chat everybody's ear off tonight. Um, Definitely. I mean, you, this was definitely a fun, engaging conversation. Um, There was times, uh, I mean, I, I want to just leap right in and continue the conversation going, but all, you know, like all good things must come to an end. Uh, but like you said, you can find me over on the shop podcast every Saturday night, but you can also find me over on the TXR podcast every Sunday night. And uh, oh, you can right. also find me hanging you're on around. TXR, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're dude, all good, That's man. Gamers United Guild too. I'm a freaking moron. Yeah. TXR. No, dude. It's, it's actually kind of funny because I'm everywhere, but also at the same time, you don't see me just like this little black square. I just <laughs> hang out in the dark alleys of Twitter. I hear things. I see things. And, uh, you know, I kind of let everybody know what's going on. But for everybody to find that, you can find me on Twitter, Xbox Live, and of course, YouTube at Centurion1307. Yeah, check out his YouTube videos, guys. He does good videos. Um, I got to do more of them. My wife, um, you know, I definitely, I, me, I'm actually slowing down on actually working more in my professional life, and I'm concentrating more on YouTube by the request of friends and family. <laughs> well, you're, you're good at it, so I uh, will also say that is the correct path. Sir. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank All right, now, first in my heart, because I love her so, <laughs> my... My lovely wife, Caitlin. Uh, I know this topic was not your like bread and butter here, but I loved like just having you here. And I'll thank you for making the overlay, uh, especially for this uh, podcast, because uh, that took a lot of work. I know it did. 
Um, and also the uh, work you helped me with with uh, uh, getting three bit. Uh, that was awesome. Not to know I had anything to do with that. <laughs> I was about to say, did you edit that video? She, she made the she put the pictures together for me I with your face. I just head on all the people. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was great. Uh, so, was babe, great. where where can everybody find you? You can find me on Twitter at CaitlinX0615 and here every Friday. And that's about it until you get me set up to be a legit streamer. Yeah, she does, she does random streams as well, guys. So you can catch some hot house flipper gameplay and also some Halo. Um, she dives deep into that. Hey, you know, seriously, though, you got to check out her houses uh, on House Flipper. They're pretty freaking incredible. Um, now, uh, 3-Bit, I'm sorry for earlier. I uh, hope you will forgive me one day. Uh, wh- where where can everybody find you, man? Uh, we have a tournament tomorrow. Oh, that's oh. true. Oh, yeah, shout out to that. Hey, tomorrow night so, at what, 1130, 11.30 Eastern, 10.30 Central, against Season yeah. Gaming. So uh, you guys can find it. me there. Um, You guys can find me here every Friday. I'm on Fun Pop with the great Psychonauts and uh, Mav. That show is really fun. If you guys love comic books and uh, talking about Marvel, anything Marvel related, I love that stuff. Um, you guys can find me on Thursdays with Boom's show. We had like a massive show that day, and Pong was there, Mav was there. It was a lot of people there, um, basically celebrating what happened with Bethesda. So you guys yeah, should definitely crazy. check that. Check that out. Um, that was a, a fun, fun show. Um, shout out to everybody in the chat. It, it was very lively. It's the most viewers I think we've had. Yep. Um, yeah, so we broke our record today. Job, so thanks, guys. Caitlin awesome. for for putting together an amazing uh, layout. This layout is awesome. Uh, you. <laughs> you did a great job. Um, you guys can follow me on Twitter. It's the VGH. D, I believe my YouTube is the video games <laughs> HD. I'm like, what is my Twitter? I'm like, what is I don't oh, know. Um, there's a video tomorrow coming out. I'm rendering it. It's pretty funny. It's uh, basically about what happened with Bethesda. I made it days ago, so some things may be outdated. outdated. We'll That's okay. You got to go remake the whole thing. Yeah, hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, you guys can find me there. Thanks so much for coming. Uh, the, to the panel, you guys are awesome. Uh, to Centurion, thanks for coming. Lady, you're awesome. Mars, you already know. Psycho, welcome. And Pong, you you already know. So, thank you guys. <laughs> awesome, man. And now also the uh, full-time panel member um, making his official panel member appearance, which he's been on the show a few times before. Is uh, my man Psychonauts? He got his camera all set up. He got a he got a microphone oh, yeah. as well. Like he, he he went all in for this. I appreciate that, dude. You're, you're freaking awesome. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you, man. Well, you guys can find me on Twitter or Xbox Live at Psychonauts Eight, and you can find me here every Friday at nine p.m. and on Fun Pop at three p.m. Sundays. And uh, I just want to say thank you for bringing me on. Uh, I love it. This is, I'm still like in awe, and uh, I just hope I can bring bring it to uh, all the rest of the podcasts and 
and do a great job for you guys. Well, everything will be like way better with you here, man. Uh, week after week, so it's, it's super happy. And I guess I gotta let Pong tell everybody where you can find them. It might take an hour Guys. because there's so many places, Whoa. you know. Uh, but my my brother Pong Soul, uh, everybody wants. Are we a piece actually of the talking Pong. about him. Yeah, we're talking about him. Uh, yeah, and all the love in this room. Thank um, you. Yeah, Pong, Pong is freaking awesome, and dude, I'm thoughts of his. I, 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 see, I can't even speak. I'm jealous of his thoughts and the ability to speak about gaming. It's awesome. What's up, Pong? Where can people find? Thank you, brother. Thank you. Uh, way too kind. Obviously, give me a break. Uh, great show, chat. You guys were absolutely phenomenal. It was great to see so many people, even new people, in here. We hit a record. That's amazing. Centurion, thank you for bringing them here. Hey, thank you for bringing them here. Psycho, thank you for bringing them here. Mars, thank you for bringing them here. <laughs> no, uh, awesome to see you guys. Uh, great show as always. This week has been absolutely incredible, and there is no better way to end it by spending it here with you guys. Uh, obviously, love you all. Centurion, thank you for coming out and visiting us. Mars, thank you as well. And Lady, thank you for coming back. Thank you for coming back. I didn't know if you would, <laughs> so I, I appreciate it. So. <laughs> exactly. That's why I didn't know if you're gonna come back. So. Love it. Oh, and <laughs> guys, uh, psycho, awesome. Oh, sorry, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll do it after. Sorry. Oh, yeah, okay. fuck that guy. Stop talking psycho. to math. Talk to me. <laughs> psycho, awesome first night with you, brother. So happy to finally have you on a panel with me. Uh, obviously, we've been friends for so long in yeah. chat and then through gaming and now here, man. It's it's great. So you guys are uh, fantastic, all of you. And again, I love you all. So this is awesome every night. You can find me Pong Soul everywhere. Uh, as expected, you can see me here Friday nights and then Saturday nights on the Shop Podcast. Uh, we are celebrating PTK Blam's 200th episode, yes. which is absolutely insane. Uh, great show on saturday nights at 8 p.m eastern standard time please come see us we are going to have giveaways tomorrow look up ptk's uh twitter account he's uh posted it all there uh but uh come out and see us it's a great show centurion fuzzy's been putting out for the giveaway did you see what he brought for some of the giveaways? yes yes it's absolutely insane uh there's so much stuff to give away right now uh, but obviously, Centurion is also a part of the shop pa- podcast, uh, along with uh, Fuzzy Belvedere, which he just mentioned, and Stagarilla. So please come see us tomorrow night for that 200th episode. It is going to be amazing. Uh, and then, you know, where are you going to find me? Uh, hasn't been officially announced. So again, I will just uh, tease it out next Tuesday. Um, keep your eyes open for me. I'll have something there. And then might have something even a little bit more special being announced next week so keep your eyes peeled i will post it on twitter and uh you never know where else i'm going to show up so uh love you all thank you so much you guys have a great weekend and uh have a great time gaming get some of that gaming in guys absolutely guys and if you again if you want to play halo with us uh are we supposed to just podcast all the time yeah Yeah. yes okay If anybody wants to play uh, Halo after the show, uh, you know, we're going to be on there. My gamer tag is Mav Space 7. Uh, let's cut off right now because I, ch- I forgot to ed- edit the size. Damn it. Anyway, Mav, Mav Space 7. Uh, and find me uh, on, on the party or any 
one that is playing here on the panel. I know uh, some of you might be playing as well. So uh, we'll be playing Master Chief Collection again uh, just for some fun banter and times. Uh, check out the Discord. Uh, Link's been going in there a lot tonight So in the chat. Uh, we have a lot of fun over there as well. Um, special shout out to every single one of you in the chat that hung out tonight. And if you're listening on audio afterwards on Spotify, iTunes, or whatever, thank you uh, also so much. Uh, all of you guys freaking rock. We appreciate it. Uh, this was a super fun show uh, with this awesome panel, and uh, it means a lot to me. Now, uh, for our, I'm going to have a special outro again because I'm going to replay the three bit thing right here. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then um, after that, uh, it'll be the regular outro. And then, hey, well, maybe we'll see you on Halo. Uh, you guys rock. You, you take it easy. Bye. You fell off a horse. I did, I fell off a horse. I got chased by a horse when I was a kid. Okay. <laughs> Dude, I got, I got chased by geese. I fell, off, I fell off a pony, and that was the last time I read. <laughs> that is the most creepy thing I've ever So how pony. big are you exactly? Are you like a small what, Was it a Sony like, pony, or was it like... I was, uh... I think I was like 15. I wish you luck. I wish I was younger. What were you doing riding a pony Wait. when you were 15? Did you go on a pony ride when you were 15? <laughs> Wait a second. Hold on. Reverse. <laughs> I mean, I have I have more questions now. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, were you riding a a horse we or a fucking pony when you were 15 years old? <laughs> were you Were you at a carnival doing one of those little pony rides? You fell off, and when you were 15, and it was so traumatic, you'd never get on another uh, pony again. Do I have to answer <laughs> this? this? Fucking great, guys. Holy shit. Three bit. Oh man. Dude, this is the fucking. Three bit, be prepared for fucking oh, no. Xbox Ultimate this oh, week, dude. I'm gonna get no. you so fucking good, man. Oh gosh. Oh, oh man. Again. <laughs> oh, yeah, I took Kay- uh, Kaylee rode a pony like a couple years ago at a. <laughs> at candy canes for kids. <laughs> Listen, it was going fast, okay? <laughs> it, was a, it was probably thinking, what the fuck is this 15 year old doing? Alright, later, Stubbs. This is for you, 3 bit. You know we love you, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a three bitch looking for a pony, one that I can ride. I'm 15 years old. When I see that pony, I'm gonna jump on it. I hope I'm not too big, cause I wanna really take that ride. Your three bit, let's do it. Ride it, that pony, that saddle's too small. For a kid, 